0: Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Uh, I didn't really use this term, but I guess we can also call it uh, the final Call Me By Your Ball game of the season. Uh, if you've never listened to the show before, this is a podcast where I, your host, Connor McKay, bring on a friend to talk about a special video game from their past, and we dive into not only what did they, what they loved about the game, but what was special around the context of when they played it. Um, But also, we have been doing a special series for the last four months, uh, really spread it out. Um, As the baseball season comes to a close, we've been doing a baseball spotlight series. This is the fourth. We started with uh, King Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball, or maybe it's Major League Baseball presenting. Who cares? We already did it. It's in the past. We started with that one with guest host Mikey Stevens. We did... And a, a co-op episode of this show uh, on Super Mega Baseball 3 with uh, Greg Smith and Ben Wheatmartian. And then we uh, did an episode, Jeremy and I, Mr. Jeremy Schmidt, hosted me and we talked about MVP Baseball 2005. And today we'll wrap up that series. And we'll get into in what the, we'll introduce the game in a little bit. But um, A little housekeeping for you, the listener. If you want to learn more about our show, you can visit our website at callmebyyourgame.com. Uh, you can email us at callmebyyourgamepodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, anything you want to share, if you want to let us know how your day is going, feel free to shoot us an email. It's 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 open for you listeners. And then lastly, uh, if you enjoy the show, if you this is your first episode and you enjoy it uh, and you want to support the show, there's a few ways you can do that. Of course, uh, the most helpful way to raise our visibility is to rate and review us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, the Apple Podcast Store is probably the best one to do that just because we have 20 reviews there. We have, I have a goal now that I'm instituting at this moment to get 30 reviews by New Year's Eve. There we go. That's what you call an arbitrary deadline, folks. Uh, let's get to 30 reviews by New Year's Eve. We've got uh, two and a half months to do that. Um, uh, you can share the show with a friend, especially if they love the game we're talking about today. Uh, the one we're talking about today is a very special one, so I'm, I'm assuming that people who listen to this episode and like this game, they're going to know someone else who loved it too. And then lastly is we have a Patreon. Uh, I, of course, have some uh, pre-roll it plays before the show, telling you all about the Patreon. But um, all, all I will say now is that if you listen to the show and you like it, we have a ton of bonus content available there that you would probably enjoy. And even if you're not sure if you want to dive right in, we've got previews all over these freaking feeds for you so that you can check it out. You know, a little try before you buy a Sitch. Um, but yeah, that's at, uh, we're a part of uh, Super NPC Radio. So of course, we're over at patreoncom super. NPC Radio. All right, that's it for the housekeeping. We'll go ahead and introduce our two folks. We got two special guests for this episode. That's how big of an episode it is. Um, So I'll introduce them right now. Uh, First, uh, returning champion of the show, Mr. Clanky's assistant, Tin Can Alley Stan and Undergrounder King, Eddie Martin. Welcome back to the show, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much
1: for having me. Um, I can't believe Mr. Clanky allowed me to take time out of his busy schedule to come do this, but uh, Clanky's a busy man, or busy robot, I should say. Uh, So to be
0: here, I mean, it it just means the world to me. Well, thank you for being here. You know, at first I was sort of thinking that um, as you started to say that, I was like, oh, so it's like a Miyagi and Daniel situation. But now, since I hear you're working such late hours, it might be more of a, I don't know, uh, a boss situation of, of, of <laughs> which I can't find.
1: Very, it's a very intense internship that I, when I signed
0: up for it, I was just trying to get work experience, but, um, you bit I off I I you help. You, my friend. Uh, oh, well, we'll send some help to you. Thank you for being here. We'll, we'll talk to you, uh, and get to know you a little better soon, but, uh, it's good to have you back. Um, Happy to be here. and then, uh, we'll of course introduce first time guest of the show, Long overdue we'll come back for his own episode at some point, but for now, please welcome to the show. Uh, someone who is Eskimo Bros with Ronnie Dobbs is a slow ball slammer and mighty wombats player slash coach Alex Bernard. Welcome to the show, Bernard
2: <laughs> well, I need to have some conversations with Ronnie Dobbs uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me here Ronnie, I love so
1: welcome.
2: <laughs> you dog. what happened? <laughs> We we talk all the time, we hang out every day, we're playing ball, we're playing catch, and here you go behind my back. You know what? It's fine. Thanks for having me, Connor. I'm hey. really excited to be here
1: today, buddy.
0: Hey, thank you. Uh, it's, it's a wicked four-seamer. Dude, Ronnie, Ronnie you know, he, he doesn't look like the type that, you know, many, that the ladies would be swooning after, but man, that four-seamer must just, uh, it must mm-hmm. just have a lot more pull than I think we thought. But Yeah, he was slaying um, in high school. Absolutely. But uh, uh, I was also trying to think, As I, I don't know why Eskimo bros came to my mind, but I was like, who's the weirdest backyard character or funniest backyard character to be Eskimo bros with? And I was like, well, Ronnie Dobbs sure uh, is pretty funny for a few reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, we're, we're going to get to know you two a little better in a second, but I do want to introduce the game we're talking about today. And as the baseball spotlight part four... The final one of the season, we're going to talk about one of, if not my favorite game of all time, Backyard Baseball 2001. Uh, and we've got a ton to talk about. I'm so excited to hear from you two about uh, what you loved about it and everything else later. But for now, I do want to catch up a little bit because, you know, we don't get a ton, ton of chances to chat uh, or well, we get a lot of chances to chat, but not a lot of chances to hang out so i'm going to treat this as a little hang eddie how have you been are you surviving this quarantine uh what's new with you buddy how are you doing
1: yeah so surprisingly personally in my life things have been pretty good which sounds weird to say in, in a year that's been so chaotic for so many people and yeah. uh, i don't ever want to uh, downplay you know the hardships some people are going through because it's it's serious it's real and it's mm-hmm. it's affecting people we all know and love So. Yeah. um but you know, personally, just uh, work and just with my family, I'm getting. This
3: yeah, I'm I'm
0: actually doing pretty good, and I, I'm good I'm, I'm hanging in there for sure. Dude, I love it. Uh, um, and also, I mean, as I said earlier, you're a returning champion, so this isn't your first rodeo. This is your second little league season. You mm-hmm. know, you know where the snack bar <laughs> is. You yeah. know how to put on your cleats. Uh. You joined us for a very early episode. I want to say it was like episode five or six, but we talked about uh, Star Fox on the Nintendo 64. And uh, that was a really fun episode. We actually recorded that in my bedroom uh, when I was home for Thanksgiving in my parents' home, my old bedroom. Mm -hmm. Uh, So thanks for being back here, dude. Um, It's good to see you. Uh, Have you been playing anything recently that you've been enjoying? Tetris 99 has been my jam. You're a you can, monster <laughs> at that game.
1: You can pick it up and, and set it down. I just got my sixth win, my sixth Tetris Maximus yesterday. Uh, 20 Jeez. KOs, my new record. Uh, so I'm excited to hear this later and see how much better I've gotten. Uh, oh, yes. But Tetris 99 for sure. Uh, Stephanie, and my wife and I, we've been playing through Paper Mario, but we've taken a little okay. break from that. Um, Stephanie needs to catch up with a lot of games. so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but play that's been fun to play together because we kind of we get to go into the combat together and try to put our heads together and say, No, wait, oh, this way, try it this way. So that's uh, been a lot of fun. So that Tetris 99, and uh, actually, a really fun board game that we've been playing is called oh. uh, Villainous. It's like this okay. villain board game where you all oh, construct right. your own Disney villain, you try to uh, you try to basically ac- accomplish your objective depending on who your villain is. So we've been playing that a lot with, uh, with each other because you can play with two players and it's okay.
0: fun. So. Sick, dude. I, th- I love you. I love that you are throwing a wrench in there or a curveball <clears throat> to stay on theme okay. for the episode. Uh, yeah, I'm here for it, <laughs> okay. fellas. Uh, a curveball by talking about a board game, but that's awesome. They're, yeah. you know, they're games too. Um Well, I'm glad you could come back for this. I had to have you on the show because we'll get into it. This Mm -hmm. is one game that we both enjoyed a lot ourselves, but also together. And then uh, Bernard, welcome to the show, my friend. Uh, You I've gotten to chat with less during quarantine, but we have at least kept in touch a little bit. So uh, I will say it's a lot better just getting to see your face. Spoiler alert for the listener. He's freaking handsome as heck. Uh, Okay. So... Be imagining, we you're talking about this before the show, but like Waluigi, but if he was like just very handsome, that's you. I don't know, you know? how to
2: respond to that. You don't
0: have to respond. I'll, I'll keep talking. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, how have you been? Are you surviving okay? And are you playing anything that you've had fun with recently?
2: Uh, I'm doing okay, and uh, I just want to say quickly for the listeners uh, at home: every all three of us on this podcast are handsome. Uh, you could say <laughs> it's a triple play of handsomeness. I love like, it. You could say this is a three-run shot of handsomeness. It's an ode, It's it's strike three, handsome. You know,
0: I love it. We're there, were, these we're each the one time. of the Braves uh, <laughs> start big three from the '90s.
2: Yeah, who's that? Chipper. Andrew and
0: I was thinking of the pictures. Uh, so Smoltz, Glavin, and Maddox, Connor, you got Maddox uh, written all, all over, over you. you. Thank you very much. You're definitely Smoltz. Maddox. <laughs> uh, yeah, how are you doing, buddy? And what have you been up to lately?
2: Uh, things are good. I mean, I'm kind of in a similar boat to Eddie. Uh, you know, quarantine has obviously been um, a very difficult time for a lot of people, and like myself included uh because you know you find that uh you're you're kind of just alone with yourself all the time yeah. and uh something will happen in your alone life and you're like oh who do I have to talk to about this oh here I am again okay i guess i'll talk to myself <laughs> about this again um Ugh. but yeah it's you know it's just been a lot of trying to keep myself busy um trying to keep myself uh as active as possible i've gone on two runs this
0: week wow it's uh, only wednesday too
2: I know. Well, it matches my total amount of runs for the rest of quarantine combined. <laughs> so I would not be impressed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, things are good. A lot of watching movies, a lot of playing video games, um, a lot of napping when mm-hmm. naps weren't planned.
0: Um, oh, those are the best kind, aren't they?
2: <laughs> they, they range. <laughs> they, some of them are. Uh, uh, and then games I've been playing recently. Um I just got the new FIFA and wow. I, I'm, I've am i been playing FIFA for like 10 years now. Wow. Um, and so I'm currently the manager of Los Angeles football club. All right. Uh, we've, we've made some big acquisitions. We've made some unpopular moves. We've <laughs> brought in some new players to LA. Um, and I, I'm happy to say I'm very popular with, uh, with the board. Oh, I do have to, t- I do have to tell you this, Connor. Oh, please. Uh, I was, I was playing FIFA earlier in quarantine and i got fired from my manager job <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> no way yeah. it's a bad time to get that to get that firing
2: oh i know ne- it's like they didn't even realize what was going on in the world at the time and they canned to me because i wasn't developing our youth
0: that hit, <laughs> i didn't realize that's something that could happen to you in fifa and are you playing like a manager mode where you could get picked up by another team or is it just over
2: oh so this is what happens you get fired and then they say, w- you're fired. We don't trust you anymore. They're really tough <laughs> with you. They're really harsh. And this was late in the season, by the way. I was like about to like, go to like the playoffs. They fired me. <laughs> and then there, there's a one button you can click that says continue. And it takes you to a screen where you have one job offer from another team in the lowest league in England. Wow. And the only button you can press is accept.
0: Oh, that's like some sort of like circle in hell is like, yeah. or like level is like, you can only choose this and it's going to be this and you're going to be by in this misery forever.
2: <laughs> How's that for a game over screen? Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I reset my PS4 trying to like figure out a new way to continue mm-hmm. the season. Uh, yeah. Eventually I, I just accepted it, but I did um, direct message the team who I was managing <laughs> on Instagram and asked them if there was anything they could do about it and they did not respond to me.
1: Wait, like in real life you did that?
2: <laughs> yeah, I went on Instagram, and I was like, hey, I got fired from your feedback thing. It was a miscommunication. Is there anything Alex, you can do?
0: I am so proud of you, Alex. Uh, it Thanks, probably man. was, I wonder if it was confusing to them, or if they've gotten DMs like that before, or if other teams
2: have. <laughs> yeah, our silly. board is tough. Yeah. Um, and then I've been playing a lot of Among Us, too. Oh. So that's been a blast as well.
0: You know, I don't know what this means or, or why I felt it, but Alex, I feel like that is a game that you would have fun playing.
3: Yeah. Which I, I guess it's not
0: playing. a stretch because you just said you've been playing a lot of it, but it just feels like it would line up for you. Like it's a fun <laughs> game. There's like, not that you're a, a, uh, someone who deceives very often, but like I could see you having fun with like acting a certain way.
2: I am a liar. Yes. I <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you, you, n- you nailed I didn't
0: it. want to say it.
2: <laughs> I I love it. I love being a little deceptive. A little deceptive little snake. Um <laughs> So I have a I have a really great great time playing it and I love accusing people too. I love like when everyone's like, you know what? We don't suspect anybody. We should just move on to the next vote, right? When we're about to go back into the game, I love being like Eddie did it. Eddie's a murderer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, have you played this game at all?
1: I uh, know I've heard a lot about it. I know it's sweeping the nation, but uh, yeah. sweeping the world. But it, no, I, I have not uh, dipped my toe in yet. Me neither. It's
0: kind of it feels like it's filling a totally different Fall Guys space now. Right. Like, yeah. I'm still. Have you played Fall Guys, Alex?
2: Yes, I have. I thought Dude. I was going to be really into it and I kind of fell away from it.
0: Okay. I still, you know, I, I really like it and I'm still playing it, but I'm also someone who plays it like twice a week, not all the time. So it, the novelty is still there for me, um, right. Right. but, uh, but I'm glad to hear you're having fun with among us. Uh, I also meant to say, I always like to say how I know my guests on the show, Eddie You and I've gotten to talk about that before we grew up in Modesto, California together uh, mm-hmm. famously were best friends. And I refer to you on this sh- show a lot, but I probably refer to you more on Jeremy's show or <laughs> our super NPCs, which is part of our, our Patreon, one of our Patreon exclusive shows. Right. So, uh, so and just so we're clear to the listener, this is the Eddie who gets referred to. That's uh, me. I do exist.
1: Actually, last time I was on, that's that was one of my jokes. Was that I told oh, yes. everyone that I actually do did exist. Like I wasn't an imaginary friend that you had, and <laughs> yes. uh, you, you made the joke that you would pay me later, and I still think that applies. So Venmo's great.
0: Okay, it is great, and that and that <laughs> I'm fair to assume this. I should pay you for this one too. Obviously, okay. Just I just wanted to make sure. Uh, pay was, him,
2: Connor. Pay him. I, pay the um, man.
0: I'll do it. Okay. Um, But that's how, that's how Eddie and I know each other, but Alex and I know each other. How I know what I've said before is 96% of the guests or so (laughs) through the uh, LA improv community. We, we've been friends for over two years now. So congrats to us. Uh, We've actually, I've been to baseball games with both of you. Uh, Eddie and I went to a bunch growing up together. Alex and I, two years ago, went to a very fun Dodgers game uh which was probably our i mean you know we we got to know each other on that spank that we talked about but i think that dodgers game was like all right we're friends we're hanging out and doing sports yeah
2: yeah that was a that was a great time that was a great time i, I you're making me miss going to those games
0: dude uh, that was fun. The only, the only two I went to each of the last two years, uh, you were there for both of them, uh, and both just such a good time to just grab some food and chill out. Can you imagine being in a public place like that again? That would be amazing.
2: Yeah. Having your knees that close to somebody's head. Uh, I miss it. Uh, (laughs) it (laughs) it really is so great. And man, uh, yeah, yeah. Just like being able to pick up your food and Go to a seat. Uh, <laughs> Rub up against a bunch of people part,
0: and not but... be fearful of a virus that could compromise your life or your loved ones, you know? Yeah, uh, what a time. And- um, lastly, I don't, I don't think we've talked about this before, but uh, since we're doing a baseball spotlight episode, I, should, I think it thought it'd be fun to say what our favorite teams are like we did before the episode. I'm obviously a Cardinals fan. Uh, fellas, I know your teams are, but if you want to proclaim that to the audience, go ahead.
1: Um, my team hails from the place with foghorns, delicious crab sandwiches, and clam, clam uh, chowder bread bowls. And that is for <laughs> San Francisco Giants.
0: Ooh, uh, which Home of my favorite two announcers, uh, oh, yeah. Mike Kruko and Dwayne Kuyper, which you talked about on the MVP baseball episode. Um, and then Alex, your team?
2: Uh my team lost 119 games in 2003 and both of our announcers got fired a couple of years ago and got completely replaced. Uh your Detroit Tigers.
1: Detroit. Ugh, oh. Got a great carousel though. Yeah. Oh. You do
2: have a good carousel. Thank you.
0: That was very nice. Yeah, we also to have say. a
2: long and storied history. <laughs> yeah,
0: which very true. You know, Al Kaline is a guy who played for you at one point. <laughs> Uh, and other players, but... Like Bobby Higginson? Bobby Higginson we'll talk about today. Uh, we're going to spend... Actually, I plan to spend most of this episode talking about Bobby Higginson. I hope that's okay with you guys. That was my big takeaway from this game. Great. Um, before we get into... Uh, take, Before we take a little break and get into the nitty-gritty about backyard baseball, the series, uh, the 2001 game in particular, um, I do want to hear uh, from my guests a little bit about their, uh, their not their baseball histories, but their uh, video game histories. Um, Eddie, we've talked to you about your storied history as a video game consumer, um, mm-hmm. but I'd love to hear your history with baseball games in general briefly and like some sure. games you really enjoyed.
1: Yeah, last time I was on, I talked about the... As soon as I was sentient, like cognizant, uh, video yes. games were in my life. Uh, and we had the Ken Griffey Jr. baseball on Super Nintendo. So yes. we had that one, which... I love and still love um, I'm not as good as it as my brother but what I love about that one was the music but Dude. also it was fun to see like all the baseball teams like icons in 16-bit or 32-bit or yes. whatever it was and, um, so yeah I grew up with that and then I got back here at baseball when I was 7 we'll talk about that uh, later in the show but I've always I've always been into baseball games more than any other sports game. Yeah. Um, I and my other early memory was playing my brother Andy Sega Genesis. He had NHL '95, and I thought it was the funniest thing to take my goalie and skate him all the way up the ice because it would say it would say face off every time. And I thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing. I was like face off, like someone's face fell off. I, I would just sit there for hours doing that, and it was so dumb. But I. I'm hey, a water
0: it's your boat, dude.
1: <laughs> I was a weird kid and I'm still weird. So anyway, that's, those are my sports memories. Awesome. Are you, do you play any sports games now? Um, not really. Um, I used to play a lot of 2k. I was really into NBA 2k. Um, okay, I haven't gotcha. played it in forever. I was really into Madden for a little bit. I haven't played it in forever. Really. I'm just missing backyard baseball dude. and I'm missing MVP baseball. I'm like a, I'm like a, uh, old timer who's like, oh, back in my day it was so much better. <laughs> Dude, I I
0: know what that's like, and I I I feel you because for the most part, that's how I felt too. And mm-hmm. um the just in case you didn't get to hear it on the full episode of the Super Mega Baseball, which was a part of our Patreon, uh Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. I'm gonna plug it every time I can, Patreon. Uh that episode was like two and a half hours or so, but that game is the first one since MVP where i've been like this is worthy and it kind of like floats this perfect line between what i loved about backyard baseball and mvp which i did not think was possible right um so still gonna hot wreck that at any time same goes with you alex if you haven't played super mega baseball 3 it's available everywhere and it's like one of the greatest games ever um yeah but uh were you gonna say something
2: yeah. Eddie, did you never get into like MLB the show or, or games like that, that were a little more realistic?
1: So I don't have a PlayStation. So, uh, every day I'm haunted by the fact that I can't play the show and the Spider-Man game, which looks really fun. Um, but <laughs> it is I fun. never really had a PlayStation, so I never got into the show and the newer games I just never really picked up. So, um, I, I do think that my experience of sports games, at least like when I was into 2K and Madden and stuff, that was when I was in college in my early twenties and I was I had so much time to like invest into it. Yeah. And now yeah. as a 30-year-old dad to a toddler, I'm like, I don't have time to like do as much. So I like to pick up and play, which mega baseball sounds like that's kind of my jam because I could mm-hmm. put it on my switch and pick up and play
0: whenever. So Dude, that's what's that's what's great about it. Uh I will say I've had a significantly better time playing it on the tv than i have handheld handheld i feel like i've had some frame rate issues but could be different for you if and when you uh try it out um tip uh bernard uh i would love to hear about anything you want to share about your video game history uh including some sports stuff if you want to you know just uh just drip some of that in there for us uh (laughs) but let's start with just like when you got into video games for the first time or when you remember if you remember when you were first like taking an interest in video games.
2: Yeah. I think honestly, I, I, my first instinct was that I got into video games with backyard baseball. Oh. But then I put a little bit more thought into it. And actually it was the original super Mario bros that I played on the original Nintendo.
3: Dude. Uh,
2: that was my first like foray into video games. We had that. Uh, we had duck hunt for the original Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um but but that was like my first introduction to knowing that I was always going to be decent, not good or great at video <laughs> games because I would get past the 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 dark the second level of Super Mario Bros, just yes. like the le- the le- the level immediately past the most basic famous level. Mm-hmm. And then I would get to the sky one. Mm -hmm. And I would say, this is impossible. Nobody's (laughs) ever gotten past this before.
0: Yes. And
2: I would never get past it. Um, So then I, but then, yeah, after that, I got into backyard baseball when I was around six or seven. Um, And I know we're going to talk a lot more about that um, and about like our experiences with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I really, I really badgered my parents for a PlayStation. Okay. Because everyone at my school had either an Xbox or a PlayStation. And I remember thinking at the time, uh, this is, well, this is long overdue that I have a PlayStation. This is long overdue. I'm getting way too old to not have a PlayStation. It's starting to stand out to my <laughs> friends. I, I'm starting to really stick out at school. You're and talking kids about are me. Yeah kids are treating me differently. And frankly, teachers are too. And um
0: <laughs> and, uh,
2: I was like, I, I need a PlayStation. And so I finally got one when I was eight years old.
0: And <laughs>
2: looking you. back, I was like, maybe I was maybe I was young. Maybe yeah. I was a little young to get that. Um and yeah, and I think from the get-go, I like loved sports video games. Mm-hmm. Um I loved playing NBA live. That was a really Dude, early one yeah. for me. I loved I loved NCAA football. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've always been really into, uh, like, trying to make sports video games as, like, true to real life as possible. Okay. As, mm. like, realistic to real life. And, like, com- starting a narrative, completing a narrative. Nice. Yeah. Um, when I got MLB The Show, I was really excited about creating a player. And starting with him in the Detroit Tigers double A team. Um, but it, it was so difficult to like get up to the majors and stay in the majors mm-hmm. that by the time I quit, if you looked at my career in a whole, I had just languished in the minors for like two years and then left baseball <laughs> entirely. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And and then I like I mean, I played so many different games. I ended up getting the Wii at some point, played Wii baseball um got really into fifa that's become like my big sports game where i've like mm -hmm. um been obsessed with like managing teams and that and like uh bringing them up the leagues um so yeah and i think all of that real like love for like sports video games started with backyard baseball that was like my first taste of like what would eventually uh blossom into um like my obsession with like putting teams together and like yeah. making sure that my season was as perfect as it could be, but not too perfect. And yes. uh, <laughs> uh, part of the yeah, it, It's all part of the narrative. It's all a story, you know, stories yeah. are very powerful. Um, so yeah. So yeah, I think that, that that's like, that kind of sums up, I think where, um, where I'm at was like sports video games and video games in
0: general. Nice dude. Uh, do, uh, one question that I have, which I, you may have told me this already is that was the first backyard baseball you got into, was it the one we're talking about today or was it the first one from 1997?
2: It was 2001. It was the one we're talking about today. Um, I was surprised to find out that there was one beforehand that didn't have professional baseball players. Yes.
0: Yeah, dude. We'll, we'll be sure to talk about that one, but that one's still, it's like special in its own way. It's like also just weirder, like a slight (laughs) tweak of weirder and, uh, and the quality's a little less, but it's still, the gameplay feels like the exact same for the most part.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Um, Well, thank you for sharing, uh, both of you. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, Before we dive into uh, everything we wanna talk about, about Backyard Baseball 2001, we're gonna go ahead and just take a quick break and then we'll be right back. This is the host of the Call Me By Your Game podcast, Connor McCabe, and I am thrilled to announce that our show is now a part of the brand spanking new video game podcast network, Super NPC Radio, Uh, and we've launched a Patreon in addition to support our shows. All the shows and content from Super NPC Radio are fully independent, and we finally have a way to not only make new video content, but more podcasts as well, bonus shows, and help pay for our expenses in doing so. We can offer several great tiers, and for $5 a month, you'll get access to our brand new weekly show, Super NPCs. At the following $10 tier, you'll get even more bonus content, including a monthly group episode of this show called Call Me By Your Game Co-op, where we discuss iconic games, their respective legacies, and their place in history. If this is interesting to you and you like this show, check us out at patreon.com supernpcradio And keep on enjoying those games, why don't you? Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, Baseball Spotlight, number four, the final one. Uh, That's if I ever do a movie that's a fourth in a series, it'll be called number four, the final one. Uh, But uh, of course, Baseball Spotlight, we're talking today about Backyard Baseball 2001. I'm joined by Eddie Martin and Alex Bernard, and we're just going to dive into some Uh, history and context of this game before we you know talk about what it meant to us um so again fellas if you uh want to add anything want to jump in at any point want to freaking take over and and make me ashamed of what i'm doing go for it uh but i'll just uh, kick us off on some like minor history and context so as long uh, as you mentioned Ronnie Dodds and how he met Alex. I think that's that's important. I promise to at least touch on that before the episode ends. For okay, sure. great, great.
1: Uh, I just talked to Ronnie during the break.
0: You did? No.
2: I talked to him. It's fine. It was a misunderstanding. Oh, it was? And, no, I mean we it's not about clearing the air. You know, like uh <laughs> it's not I wasn't upset with him. You know, I may have seemed upset earlier in the podcast. I was uh just surprised, I guess. I okay. you know, it's just surprising. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, to hear about that. Um, but yes. yeah, I mean, Ronnie, Ronnie's a great guy. Um, and you know, uh, I'm happy for him. Cool. I'm happy for him.
0: Good for you, Ronnie. Uh-huh. So I think what we've learned through context clues is that whoever they're Eskimo bros about, Ronnie is currently with that person and Alex is not. So uh, just yeah. so <laughs> we know where we stand on this, uh, based on what Alex just shared.
2: <laughs> Let's just be very clear about something. Alex is not with them.
0: Yes. Uh- Alex Alex is not with them. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, but hey, it sounds like you've uh, moved past it and you're the bigger bigger person. You're doing okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll jump right into it for us. So Backyard Baseball 2001 is a cartoony baseball video game developed by Humongous Sports and produced by Humongous Entertainment and was released on May 19th, 2000 for both Windows and Mac. In fact, this, uh, that one disc played on either operating system. Wow. Uh yeah, so not, not so shabby. Um, it is the second in the Backyard Baseball series and first in the franchise to uh, feature professional baseball players as kids, although I forgot about this, but Backyard Football mm-hmm. was the first backyard sports games to ha- game to have pro kids in it because they never had like a – every one of them besides – well, the first two, which were baseball and soccer, were the first two games mm-hmm. they made – they, each of those first entries don't have pro players, Mm-mm. but for some reason football did, which was awesome. Eddie, I know you played that game. Alex, did you ever play the backyard football series?
2: Oh yeah. I played every backyard game. big Dude. time. Rich Gannon was in the uh, yeah. backyard
0: football series. Steve Young was so fast. Dude, Steve Young. Uh, <laughs> you who else was? Receiver Siri Rice thinking. was in that game, I think. Yeah, Rice was
1: way too good. And well, I mean, cause he is the best receiver ever, but also yeah. Brett Favre was in it.
2: Yeah, McNabb, McNair, weren't they both in it? Yeah, they Maybe were the, in the later ones. ones yeah, yeah, oh, the later ones. Okay,
0: um, but yeah, this so this game was the first one in the baseball series to have uh, pro kids, uh, and there were of course in the original game thirty original backyard kids, uh, both boys and girls, with their own backgrounds, personalities, and attributes. They return from the first game to this one, and this one, as far as the pro players went, added uh, thirty-one. Uh, which were, just to give you an idea, listener, it was they took 30 pro players from the major leagues and made them into tiny cartoon kid versions of themselves, and mm-hmm. it's just so awesome. Uh, it. it also featured all 30 MLB teams available to select, a creative player mode, an online play mode, improved graphics and UI, and then new music to accompany pro and custom players. Um, the game itself has three modes of. Actual control, you can do mouse, keyboard, or gamepad uh, with the mouse being the most common of the three. And my favorite, and like, honestly, to me, the only way I like to play, did you, either of you do keyboard or gamepad ever? No, Uh, but one time
1: I did keyboard and we might've done this together, Connor, if you you played two player, the the second player would be on the keyboard while one would be on the mouse. So I don't know if we ever did that together, but my brother and I, my older brother, we definitely did that. And I definitely had the keyboard, and it definitely sucked.
0: Yes, <laughs> I think there's a reason why we never did that. Uh, and this game is just built for the mouse. That's part oh, yeah. of what's awesome about it. it is just pointing and clicking. So
2: simple. Yeah.
0: So simple. Yeah. Uh, I know I tried the gamepad before. There that 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 a uh, control scheme, but it also just didn't feel the same. Like mm-hmm. instead of you know trying to click an exact spot where a pitch is, you kind of just like. Uh, open your stance and like hold left. It it was a whole thing. Um, The gameplay itself, while simple, was grounded enough to produce a fun yet approachable baseball simulation. You click to run, throw, swing, pitch, and everything in between. Like we were just saying, Uh, the game was met with very favorable reviews and has become a cult favorite by millennials and probably otherwise as well. Uh, It was followed up by Backyard Baseball 2003, which was also a pretty awesome game. Uh, In 2002, this always confused me. Like 2001 came out in 2000 and 2003. Mm -hmm. Sports games in general are weird about that. But this one, I think, is the most egregious. Uh, And then um, there were more titles that came out after that. They started coming out on main consoles, um, but 2001 may have been the peak of the franchise and I'll just say it for me. I think it is, uh, yeah. the series yeah. most recent entry was backyard sports colon backyard baseball 2015. And I just would recommend not looking that up if you don't know about it. Just pretend doesn't it exist. doesn't exist. That doesn't, uh,
1: it's like Sandlot two and three. They both don't exist. And totally, game, whatever game you just said doesn't exist.
0: Yes. Yeah, I frankly don't
2: understand what Connor is saying right now. Yeah, that's cool. weird. blurry pixel went over his mm. mouth.
1: When he oh, said
0: good. That. That's actually good. The, the software is doing its job if that's what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> um, cool. So that's all I really had to share about the history and context for this particular game. Um, did either of you have anything you wanted to share or felt was important before we dive into more about just ourselves?
2: I have, I have a little, uh, a fun little trivia Ooh, for both of you. Maybe you both discovered this if Uh, when you were looking up the game or or refreshing your memory.
0: And I'll say if I have a fun segment at the end where I do a couple like uh, secrets or trivia things. So if this is one, then I'll do a ding, ding, ding sound so you'll know. Ooh,
2: okay. Please go for it. So there are 31 MLB players in the game. Can you name which MLB team had two players in the game?
1: Reds. See, uh, you got it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was going to say the Mariners, but I was oh. I would be wrong. Yeah, you'd, you'd be, you, close. You yeah. be close. You would
0: be the closest. Wrong is mm-hmm. the Mariners. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's that was fun. Uh, do you want to tell us about that, Alex? And we we as yeah, will share that.
2: Yeah. So this is, it was a Washington-based company. Humongous was oh,
0: uh, really in the weeds. I love it.
2: Here we go, baby. <laughs> I did my research today. Uh, it was a humongous ba- uh Sorry. Uh, Seattle, Washington based company, at least Washington. I don't know if they're in Seattle. And um, while they were making 2001, Ken Griffey got traded from the Mariners to the Reds of all places. Mm -hmm. And they were so attached to Griffey. They couldn't bear to take him out of the game. Mm -hmm. So they just decided to have him and Barry Larkin as the representatives to the Reds and had a rod as the representative for the Mariners.
0: Dude, two, three Hall, well, two Hall of Famers and one guy who is amazing, but also cheated a ton. Uh, But yeah, it's so nuts. I, and I remember that off the top of my head so quickly, just because Mm -hmm. on my playthrough I did in like April, I did a full season playthrough of this game. I had both Barry Larkin and Ken Griffey Jr. on my team and they were my two MVPs. They were truly the best players on my team. So yeah, uh, you not have
1: Griffey in the game. Like you just—that would have been a sin to not not have Griffey in backyard baseball. Seriously, like oh, yeah, especially in two
0: thousand. It mm-hmm. seems like it was you know fortunate that they were from Washington, the Seattle area, as Alex said that this this company and the people who pitched this game. Um, but like Griffey seemed his nickname is the kid. Like he seemed like the like the easiest to make yeah. into a child because he already had just such like youth. And uh, he was the most
1: marketable star of, of the late nineties, early two thousands in baseball. Not even close. I mean, bingo. Yeah, And this comes before
2: the home run race too. So you're, you're going through the nineties, like you're going yeah. through the nineties and you have like Jeter is young, but he's still mm-hmm. getting started. Griffey is absolutely like a stud at this point and McGuire and Sosa haven't had their moment yet. They so
0: actually that makes sense by this time. Oh, wait, no, Maguire they
2: had, they had, they had,
0: yeah. I'm, I yeah. got confused. But it was right before the next home run race. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, this This does come.
0: It's true. It comes at such a crazy like. This comes at the time also. This game where my baseball fandom went from like a thing that I enjoyed to like a a disgusting obsession. Uh, (laughs) And just this era of baseball to me is so special. It's also you know like just you can't Mm -hmm. look at this era and not think about all the steroid abuse that was going on. But it was yeah. also so – it was awesome at the t- – it was awesome, totally. too. It's just weird to say, but mm-hmm. um, also a uh, quick update is that the Tampa Bay Rays have tied the game. I'm, I've got the – I'm watching a baseball game while we're recording this, but the Randy Rosarena, former Cardinals, just hit another homer. So his fifth Dude, homer he's on, the on fire. fire. Yeah. Dating, um, dating the episode. Uh, exactly. They're winning for America. Houston. Yeah, thank you. Bernard. This is just America.
2: It's fuck Houston. This is that's the official stance Astros. of the pod. Yes. <laughs> official
0: stance of the podcast. <laughs> and it will and it will be until those players are no longer playing baseball. They're
1: the biggest jerk franchise. How dare they sign Dusty Baker to be their manager? Such a lovable man, and now they're going to make me root against him. Like it's not fair. Poor Dusty. Love Dusty. I wish he wouldn't have signed there. Just. Because I don't want to root against him. That was a total PR move. Let's just bring Dusty Baker in because he's lovable. Oh,
2: Connor exactly. told me if you've Connor told me before the pod that if you've ever been to Houston or <laughs> know somebody in Houston, he does not want you listening.
0: That's how overreaching I'm going with this uh, anger, <laughs> folks. I want you to know. Um, but yeah, we'll continue to update the fans. Also, this is the Dodgers are up fifteen to one in the ninth. Oh my god. Um, We'll just do quick check ins as we go through. Um, but as since we're done with history and context, and Alex, thanks for that piece of trivia. That was awesome. Let's get into it, folks. Uh, we're going to get into like what the you know the meat of this show. So first off, um, Eddie, Eddie, I'll ask you too. But since I know, I'll want to lead off by asking, lead off by asking Alex. Uh, when did you nice. do? You remember how this game like came into your life? Was it just there one day? Did you and your mom? buy it at Costco? Like, did your friend have it and you wanted it? Do you remember?
2: I, I, it, it much closer to all of a sudden it was there one day yeah. and I was playing it. Just kind of I, how love I was, happens, my friend. Uh, listen, I wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> God, damn it. Um, no, uh, <laughs> it. it just, I think it just kind of <laughs> happened one day for me. Um, I was obsessed with baseball growing up, much like you, Connor. Mm. Um, much like it sounds like you were too, Eddie. Um, where I, all I wanted to do was talk about baseball. All I wanted to do was like play Little League, go in the backyard, uh, and Dude. hit like wiffle balls.
1: <laughs> um, perfectly with
2: us. Well, yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, like geez. a long lost brother we never had. Uh,
0: this was <laughs> uh, the Alex we oh, never had. Ed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just kidding, Alex. I love you so much. I know you're not listening to this because you're not, you by choice won't listen to anything I'm involved in, but uh, we love you. Anyway, Bernard. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, no, so yeah, I, I think I just got it. I, I, mean, I mean, my parents might listen to this and say that uh, that it was a different story, but I met. I remember it as just getting it one day as a Mm -hmm. gift from like my parents, just kind of like handing me the CD-ROM and saying, obviously you should have this. (laughs) Um, And I started playing it and I was instantly hooked. I was, I was obsessed with logos uh, and seeing the logos. I'd be, I would be in second grade, like with a blue sleeve sheet of paper, like a scrap sheet of paper, just drawing my own, (laughs) like trying to draw all the logos yeah. Uh, and drawing baseball diamonds. Um, so once like I could like have Mark McGuire on my team mm-hmm. and Sosa um and like uh and Jeter and all of those guys and, and Kenny Lofton, um it it was a total it was it was a totally um like it was to, it was totally formative for me mm-hmm. and uh it just made me love the game even more. It was like the first time I was able to um, deal with, like, what, what am I trying to say? Engage with something I loved in an yeah. active, in like an active way that made me feel involved mm-hmm. with my
0: heroes. Yeah. Awesome. That's very cool. I I don't know if I could have put it into those words, but I feel like I, I feel totally similar. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie... How did you – I actually don't know if I know this specifically. Do you know how this game came into your life?
1: Yeah, so I I was fortunate enough growing up to where we had a family computer. So mm-hmm. my dad would order me a lot of the humongous entertainment games before back baseball. So I had Putt-Putt Saves the Zoo. Dude. I had Freddy Fish. <laughs> I had uh, Fatty Bear. I had and like I had all the, I had, yeah a fatty bear <laughs> fire I had all the hits and I, there were educational games that were point and click kind of like Day of the Tentacle but for kids um, mm-hmm. so he got me backyard baseball he knew I liked baseball as a kid mm-hmm. um, and it was the same situation that Alex shared like playing out outdoors and things like that um, but what was cool about it was I learned the rules from backyard baseball this was the one that came out in ninety seven so I was seven at the time six or mm-hmm. seven and learning the um, all the intricacies of baseball, like how a stolen base works, how how a uh, you know balls and strikes, everything everything from that was in this game, the structure. Mm-hmm. So a funny story my dad loved sharing about me was I was seven playing t-ball, and there were two guys on base with one out, first and second, and a kid hit a pop up to the pitcher, and I start screaming infield fly, infield fly, infield fly, <laughs> like over and over. I'm looking at the umpire yelling at him, and then the umpire looks at me, he's all, oh yeah, infield fly, he's out. and I only knew that because i played so much backyard baseball i knew the rules so um yeah this uh, that's that's how i came across the game and then um i don't know if you'll talk about this but you actually got 2001 before i did i did Um,
0: i didn't know that
1: yeah because i remember you knew i had over here i know that was like you beat me to the punch there (laughs) and uh you would play we would play 90 the 97 one Mm -hmm. um me and you so you knew about it and then uh, I don't know if you asked for it or what, but you got 2001. I remember you came over to my house like the weekend you got it and you were like, we were playing wiffle ball in the backyard and you were like, my team has like Derek Jeter leading off. And I go, you working? Like you're like going through your whole lineup. And, uh, I was I, I don't remember if I was like jealous because I definitely wanted it. And yeah. I, got, I guess I got it shortly after, but that's back air baseball meant a lot to me. The uh, same thing for all the reasons Alex had on is like, the narratives, but it really became your game, you know, like, and you were at, at control to how you wanted it to play out, and it was totally, fun. and it was endless hours of entertainment and fun. So
0: awesome! Uh I don't remember. I think that I only experienced the other humongous games through you. Like if I were at your house, I think there was probably a time where I was like, "Ooh, can we try this?" And I think you probably would have been like, "You can," but like you. Are you sure? Uh, just because we would probably outage those, like, Pajama Sam Fish. and, and Putt-Putt Freddy Fish a little bit. Um, but uh, I am pretty positive that after you had the, the original game that my mom and your mom must have had some sort of chat, uh, which always would work out in my favor because that meant that they were probably talking about something I liked. And I think my parents got me this game from Costco eventually. So I fell in love with the 1997 one. Um, but I, I know that like I didn't play it near as much because I think pretty soon after that is when the second game came out, 2001. And I also think that... I don't think that this was something that I necessarily knew was coming out or was even with my mom when she got it. But I'm pretty positive that she saw it at Costco and got it for me because I had this weird, vivid memory of getting picked up from my friend Tyler Seymour's house who lived in my neighborhood, but like blocks away. And I remember getting picked up and then I'm that the case was there. The case with Cal Rukin Jr. on the cover and who's <laughs> playing catcher in that? Is it Stephanie Morgan? Stephanie Morgan. Dude, she's on the cover of one of these ones for 97 but there seems that there's like two covers um but yeah i got this cover with ripkin of course those cool those big boxes that they used to sell because these are pc yep. games you could they had a flap on the front so you could open the flap and then read more about the game um thankfully it was the shortest drive home ever it was probably tr- truly <laughs> two minutes like a few blocks away um but yeah that's how i got this game uh and then of course like the two of you spent so much time just pouring hours and hours into it. Um, yeah, I guess the first thing I want to sort of ask you to is is that uh, also I have plenty of like topics that I've written out to of things to discuss, but when you think about this game, and maybe I'll ask you first, uh, Alex, uh, is there anything that like like what sticks out to you the most, or what do you remember about like what? drew you in first when you started playing it if you do
2: um that's such that's such a tough question um i i think what i remember for what i remember first and what really drew me in was uh the mlb players in it. yeah um I was and and how accessible it felt and how um, much like you too it felt like a game that was made specifically for me. Yeah. <laughs> um I was spending a lot of my time like at that age or maybe not that a lot of my time but I would occasionally spend time at the boys and girls club mm-hmm. and out by like their like uh baseball diamond that was like yeah. all like dirt and like really like dusty yeah. and I would just like bring baseball cards there and talk to the other kids about them. <laughs> and so we were already like, um, we were already like creating this, like, like lot esque like, uh, like thing around us where we were, we were just like creating like legends in our minds yes. about like different players. Um, and I think, so then specifically once I got to play the game and I was like, got to be like, Okay, McGuire's gonna bat third, and Sosa's batting cleanup, and uh, Jeter's gonna go in the five spot, and uh, and then once I could actually like start playing out a season and like be able to hit home runs with people and see their average and see like their stats, um, like much like Eddie, it just kind of like taught me like what baseball was and like how to like yeah. keep track of it and how to like keep mm-hmm. up with it, and also I got that sweet taste of winning. Oh, and okay. <laughs> I, I realized how competitive I was. And how I just wanted, I was just like how I just wanted to, uh, crush, uh, Ronnie Dobbs. Um, <laughs>
0: specifically.
2: Yeah. You know what? Yeah, we're good now. We're good now. We're good now. cool. but like, just like getting to play games and play competition and like mm-hmm. getting to play with like people I loved and being like Mark McGuire is a tiger now, uh, was, uh, <laughs> was a huge part of it. And the gameplay was
1: so simple. It was so simple.
0: Yeah. Um we need a
1: thirty for thirty on your your beef with Ronnie's Hobbs here.
0: It really should. <laughs> oh I'm gonna need that. Um Eddie, was there is there anything that like sticks out to you sort of the same question to Alex yeah. about the game in that way? Yeah, so my history. I I played
1: a lot of the first one, so going mm. to this game was like it was on steroids. Like the all the first thing I did was look at Barry Bonds because I was so excited to have Barry Bonds yeah. in the game because um, he was my favorite player when I was a kid. But the um, the other thing was like all of a sudden the stats like went crazy. Like it used to be for like the highest level of four in each oh, stat and yeah, the attributes. was yeah, the attribute. Yeah, and I was like, okay, this is this is kind of overwhelming and. Um, I didn't know all the players. Like I, I honestly, I remember you were talking that weekend when you were talking about Derek Jeter, I was like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Which is funny because he's super popular at the time, but my context was just the giants. Like I, I yes. knew everybody on the giants, like JT snow and bonds, but I didn't know any of the other guys. I knew Griffey, but, um, so that, that was, it was just overwhelming to see so many new characters that I had to figure out. Um, but those are the things that really stood out was like, okay. Um, like a, they look different, they look beefed up. Mm-hmm. Um, the stats are, cr- the attributes are crazy. <laughs> and uh, there's Barry Bonds and he's got a cool earring. Yes, <laughs> he like did have life. an earring in
0: that game. That, that was, yeah. you know, what a while we're design choice, it's a perfect design choice. When When we're talking about these little kids, like it's easy to be like, oh, yeah, they made every player a little cartoon version of themselves and that's it. Like I feel like most of the, most if not all of these little. Mini pros are done so well and while they're also simple in the backyard baseball stop the art style they do each have most of them that i at least the ones i know very well have a good flair of the personality like barry bonds has is like pretty averagely sized but has an earring uh king griffey jr has his hat backwards and uh like mark is enormous and has red hair like but there are characters that I don't know very well. Like, like I look at Juan Gonzalez and I'm like, I don't, that could just be a generic thing they did, but that's just because I didn't know him as well.
2: Well, I was, I was reading something about it and they said then they, when they were trying to like make all these pro players into kids, they were like, well, it's just, find something distinguishable about them mm-hmm. and make that their thing. Like Randy Johnson is going to have his long hair and he's going to have his long legs. Yes. Um, and then they said when they got to like Sean Green, <laughs> they were like, I don't know. He's like Sean Green. He's a regular guy. Uh, <laughs> the Hebrew know. Hammer.
1: What's uh, that? He was the Hebrew Hammer. He was Jewish. Or he <laughs> I is don't,
2: Jewish. I, I'm not sure they incorporated that into the uh, <laughs> character design. But right. yeah, it's like, it sounds like they had a couple of the, a couple problems when they got to like guys like Cameron Juan Gonzalez. Marty that Cordova.
0: Yeah. Marty Cordova, <laughs> Cordova. I couldn't tell you anything about, but yeah, most of them are just fantastic. Do you uh, have any, do either of you have any of those that like stick out in your mind, like the design of the characters you like, for example, I'm kind of looking through them now. And one that was just fun was uh like, is Larry Walker. Like he's supposed to be Canadian. He's got a little Canadian accent and then yeah. he's got his, since he had longer hair at the time, his hair almost goes down to his shoulders. I love that. Same kind of thing with Giambi. He's got his like mullet hair. Um, mm-hmm. But was there any for you two?
1: Um, no, Mar Parra had his pre-bat ritual. And oh, that always stood yeah. out to me.
0: Like,
1: <laughs> he actually like would take time out of the game to like make him do his whole thing. Um and there's a really random like those minuscule details. Like Randy Johnson's player bio says he listens to Rush albums, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, maybe Randy Johnson likes Rush. Like I learned yeah. something about him.
0: <laughs> so this is yeah. random stuff like that. I bet if you uh, look at their player bios, you could see the ones that got more attention than others if you really wanted to. Um, did any besides Bobby Higginson? Of course, Bernard. Any of the pro players that uh, you just, like their like design?
2: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I liked like Pudge's design. Oh, I like yeah. that he was like kind of like crouched in his hat backwards Look mm-hmm. at it right now as well. And I mean, I liked the obvious ones. I liked Randy Johnson.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I loved, uh, McGuire. Oh yeah. Um, this is when I learned about a lot of their nicknames too, like mm-hmm. Big Mac. God, it'd be so yeah. funny if I was like, I love Sean Green's design. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, basically a
0: creative uh, player.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think those those are the two big he really is a creative player. Um yeah. if you didn't if you couldn't change anything about him. Um <laughs> yeah, those are the big ones, kind of like the basic ones, Pudge, Randy. Yeah.
0: They're great though. Um, Eddie, you and you both were kind of talking about this, how they even made them appear to at like move and play like the players did. Like mm-hmm. I wanna say, like you were talking about Nomar's routine. Even some of their batting stances seem yeah. like they did a really good job of taking them from you know obviously from a pro to a kid and then making that work in the space. Like I think of uh, I think of Jeter and Jeter always had that sort of high stance where he like mm-hmm. waggled the bat up top yeah. and he just keeps swinging the bat around like this in the mm-hmm. game. I loved uh, like Bagwell was another one that I loved because yeah. Bagwell famously had that crazy crouched. Like wide stance, and you can't tell how wide it is here. But for me, that worked super well.
1: Tony Gwyn's was one that hit. he had that slow like wiggle with the bat
0: yes. in the game. So
1: Tony Gwynn had that. That was a good one. It's too bad yes. they couldn't have Craig Council in the game because that would be a really funny animation. Oh that man, would be really
0: funny. Um, I feel like uh, there are there are definitely so there's different different ways that I played the game like at the time and then when I play it years later and to where I play it now, like now it, since I've had the chance to replay it, it, kind of like when I got really good at it originally, it's not fun to pick all the best pros and just mm-hmm. score 20, 30 runs every game. It, there's just no real challenge in that. So I think this is something I picked up. Um, that's something I picked up from you, Eddie, which is, to build a team that's going to be challenging, but that's not, you know, gonna be the complete worst group of sacks of shit you've ever seen playing a baseball diamond. Cause some of these kids are terrible. Oh my God. There are some Name dude, uh, like uh, you know who I really don't have, you know, they they it's funny because they almost all have like one slight trait that doesn't make them horrifying. There are players that I don't like because of their personalities, and that's Dmitry Petrovich and Jorge Garcia these are two of the backyard kids uh they always bothered me uh they got on my nerves but Ricky you know what's the
2: thing about talks,
0: I'll say at baseball
2: who who's that
0: Ricky Johnson do you remember uh, him
2: oh yeah i, I, I listen i printed out i printed out a sheet of all the kids oh so my could, gosh
3: so
2: got height chart. Jams on them. yeah um listen here's what i'll say about Ricky Johnson uh he might not drive in a lot of runs, but you know what he does, Connor?
1: Gets on base. He,
2: he, doesn't, he gets on base. He gets, <laughs> gets on That's base. Money Are
0: you yep. moneyballing me right now?
2: I'm not moneyballing you. I'm just, you know, I'm just stating a fact. We can't afford the same players that the Yankees
1: can afford. He His might give
0: girlfriend you a- looks like an alligator. I don't think <laughs> I see that exactly.
1: Who's <laughs> Fabio? He, 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 he could come in and give you a couple of innings too. Like he wasn't a terrible pitcher. Um but, yeah you know he,
0: he can his way out. Of, he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. That's true. uh, you are right on the money with that one um it's funny these these two elements, and we're only talking about the players right now, but that's I feel like they deserve so much time yeah yeah to, like all thirty of the backyard kids that they created, as we said earlier, are uh, a diverse group of kids with different backgrounds, fifteen of them are boys, fifteen of them are girls, which are not not something I ever thought about at the time mm-hmm. but I think yeah. now it's very easy to appreciate as ahead of its time in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were all so much fun. Of course, there are like the favorite backyard kids that you hear about all the time, like Pablo Sanchez. Um, this is, I mean, in the baseball series, because it's the first, is where he, the legend of Pablo started. And okay. I think people also are like, I'm sure he's good in all of the other games. I know he's good in soccer, but I believe – this is, I mean, this is what people know him for is baseball. Um, He's this tiny, pudgy little kid who can hit the, like, has as much power as anybody, can run fast, and is is, he's good at fielding. But I will say, because his sprite is so tiny, Mm -hmm. he, it's hard, he doesn't have as good of, like, just a space to carry up, like, if a ground ball's hit to him. Also, I've noticed when using him, He like will muff ground ball sometimes, even if he's like almost full on fielding, I wanna say. It's kind of a liability defensively. Yeah.
2: This is like saying that LeBron James is not a great three point shooter. Yeah. This is Pablo Sanchez is one of the greatest all around baseball players I've ever seen. I'm not gonna come on this podcast and complain that Babe Ruth didn't steal a lot of bases, you know.
1: (laughs) And I will tell you, Pablo, he was a great closer. He'd come in and just throw gas.
0: Yes, he did. He could, he could even pitch. I mean, he could do it all. And Bernard, thank you for calling me out. That was necessary. I was definitely (laughs) nitpicking, but there's Pablo. I mean, I could just keep naming kids. I want to talk about Um, there, which I'm I'm, I'll definitely open it up for us all to share about any of the kids we love. Uh, But I wanted to say that I feel like I played this game so much and got to know it so well that I knew specifically how certain kids would act or like would perform in different scenarios. And I don't mean like, you know, we, there was plenty of really cool like cheats and stuff or cheats that you could do or like configurations with your roster that could benefit you. Um, Like if you put the Weber twins on the same team, both of their stats go way up because they're the sisters playing together. I, I, I wasn't referring to that as much, which We can talk about that, too, because it's a really cool element of the game. I more mean, like, now when I'm playing, I know, like, it's almost instinctual. Like, I know how Pete Wheeler is going to react to this fly ball hit to him. Like, and depending on, like, the arc of the ball, if it's a line drive, I know that Angela DelVecchio, on, like, half of her throws, the ball's going to, like, basically go behind her, Mm -hmm. uh, like, in the infield. It's just, yeah, go for it. She's
2: Angela dumb. Del Vecchio, <laughs> Tony Del Vecchio, these names are unbelievable. No Angela no. Del Vecchio is an all-time amazing it is. name.
0: And absolutely. The, I mean, so it, many of these are. It, you're totally right. There's yeah, yeah. Dante Robinson, uh, Ahmed Khan. Uh,
1: That's incredible. Billy Jean Blackwood.
0: Billy Jean Blackwood. Marky Dubois. Marky Dubois. Wow. Uh So, I mean, just so many of these kids are just, their names
1: are. I think, I think that's just the mark of a good manager. Like you, you love the kids so well that, you know, you know exactly their tendencies. So a good manager knows which buttons to press. So, Hey,
0: thank you very much. I like to think that, uh, I do a good job out there on the field where I wear the same uniform as my players. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's, I just feel like I spent so many hours at this game that there's like nuances that, I wouldn't have expected that come up. And I think part of that is due to, like I said, I played this for so many hours, but the other thing is this game as a baseball game holds up so well, the simulation. And when I say that, I mean like the actual baseball being performed is so good. And like balls, this is something super mega baseball three does really well. Like balls, that you see hit react in ways that you would expect them to, if they were real, Uh, Mm -hmm. do you, did you two like, uh, was that something that you two noticed about this game? Like how it was just actually a good fricking baseball game.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: uh, Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, the physics physics obviously were, were great. And uh I think overall it just feels good like it mm-hmm. it doesn't feel clunky or glitchy. uh it has its moments like any old game, but totally. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't yeah. it always it still feels good to this day to like point and click and uh it's smooth, which is interesting so yeah
0: yeah go go for it Alex.
2: yeah i just what Eddie said, like the physics of the game feel like. Really satisfying and really mm-hmm. true. I mean, I we talked about it earlier, but I I would play the show and I always kind of was unsatisfied with the way that the ball traveled in the show and the mm-hmm. way that it kind of just like even just the way it dropped into the outfield. I was like, yeah. this doesn't really look like what a baseball looks like on television or when you play in the game. It looks mm-hmm. really small, and uh, backyard baseball would just be like from. Everything from, like, the home runs to just, like, the pop-ups and the variation on plays uh, was yes. really impressive and and really um, really nice to watch, especially if, when you were a kid.
0: Totally. I
2: think yeah.
0: that is why it, it stood the test of time and why we pumped so many hours into it. Because I think if that didn't work, if it wasn't a, actually a good, fun game to play, then, like, all this personality... Would be for not almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking as you were saying that, Alex. Like seeing, because uh, I, I totally agree. I've never been able to get hooked on the show. I've I've tried it throughout the years. I bought it last year when Bryce Harper was on the cover, and just like didn't. I mean, I played like a bunch of games, but like it's not. For, it's just not for me. Um, but I was thinking about playing. I was playing earlier. And someone hit, like, I, I love to have Stephanie Morgan play shortstop if I'm picking so backyard kids. <laughs> <laughs> Automatic. Dude, she is, like, so such a clutch fielder, well, is, is not the slowest kid, which speed in this game can, like, really get frustrating speed. as, like, your kids lose all their stamina and their juice. Um, but there was yeah. a line drive hit to her, or, like, a sort of a short hop grounder. And, like, she almost sort of, like, dove... reacted to it like a major league player would on like a ball that takes two hops and the second Mm -hmm. one is like too close to their body the way she reacted to it was looked similar to how like I saw Austin Riley pick a ball at third last night against the Dodgers it was it's just it's wild well that's
2: that's part the programming in the game and mm-hmm. that's part just Stephanie's instinct. Yeah, I mean you can't teach you <laughs> can't so teach good. those kinds of instincts, those kinds of reflexes. That's some true. people are just born with them, and she was born to be yeah. a professional baseball
1: player. Angelton Simmons, ins- it was inspired by Stephanie Morgan. Like I, that's-
0: <laughs> she might be older than him, uh, older. or they're really close. Although uh, that,
1: that's a, that was a lot better than when a grounder would be hit, and the kids would get hit by it, and they just like dive backwards. Like, oh, I like, mean, I'm
0: <laughs> imagining- they just get knocked over. I'm imagining Reese Worthington just like falling over after getting drilled by uh, a
1: crown a ball or a line drive. You put, you put Reese on your team, you're playing on hard mode. You really are. The, the amount
2: of times I've cussed out Reese Worthington, <laughs> uh, I, and frankly, I've heard people in the stands cussing him out, yes. and I don't stop them. i do not don't a fan
0: favorite, them. and these are parents cussing him out, but I think we're all okay with it.
2: These are the Worthingtons cussing him out. Oh,
0: they, no. They're
2: very... I mean, I feel bad for the kid, Frank.
0: Like, yeah, you can They, now do feel, they uh, have a
2: lot
1: of money. They they spent a lot of money on his private lessons, and for it to not pan out... Uh,
2: well, there's your first problem, is calling them lessons. That's a classic Worthington move. <laughs> I mean, he just comes from a different class than some of these other kids.
1: That's what it is.
0: Uh, he does. Um, I... Like I was saying earlier, uh, well, we were just talking about the, the, the kids. And while we're still on that subject, any favorite backyard kids for you to specifically when playing baseball or other things that certain kids do that you're like, that's something that, like, that is top tier or something that you always have to have on your team? Because I know there are a few for me. Alex, you can go first on this one.
2: Uh. I don't know if I fully understand your question.
0: It was kind of all over the place. Uh, so <laughs> i I'll, I'll clarify. so, for example, when i'm when I'm thinking of these backyard kids, as far as how they actually play, there are some skills that some of them have that are so phenomenal and good. Like, for example, Mikey Thomas's arm is crazy good, so I'll like always like to put him at catcher or his, you know, he can just hit towering Homers are there things like that or Pete Wheeler speed that the two of you remember like loving to have on your team or something that you just couldn't be without?
2: Yeah. I, if I was going to have like, if I was going to have a backyard kid come in on my team, I needed them to either have speed or power. Yeah. Um, I wasn't too concerned about fielding as mm-hmm. much. Um, uh, so yeah, I would get like a Wheeler, I would get a Keisha Phillips. Hell yeah. dude. Uh, Someone who at with one swing of the bat can just like change the game. Yes. Um, so yeah, I would go with I would go with speed or power. And you know what I like about Pete Wheeler? Speed, right, Connor?
1: It kills. He gets on base.
0: Yes. Uh, he gets on
1: base. At the End of the podcast.
0: You'll get it, Connor. I'm so close. The so next time I'll get it, uh, fellas.
2: You've got to read what I send you. You got to read the <laughs> memos.
0: You're doing a. This is a pretty good audition for the. Reboot a Moneyball in like twenty years, Alex. Moneyball
1: Part Two. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.
0: Um. Yeah. Pete Wheeler's speed is really hard to hard to uh turn up, turn away. Also, his power. He has a ton of power too. So you could really just like crush the ball. Younger, he size more. Absolutely. Ooh, I like Um, that comp. Something that I don't even think we've touched on is when you are hitting. Uh, I think we should let's just talk about the hitting in general. Or Eddie, you didn't get to answer that last question, so let's oh, actually stick yeah. with you. I'm so sorry.
1: That's okay. There's so I much was I want to gonna... talk about with this game, dude. Understandable. <laughs> I, I was going to share. It's funny we talked about Greg Maddox earlier because the kid version of the backyard sports was Kenny Caliguchi. Yes, mean, dude. dude. Had just mm. Filthy stuff. Great command. Um, never mm-hmm. tired out. I loved having Kenny um, as my as my ace.
0: Totally, dude. I, if I'm taking a backyard kid to be my pitcher, it's either him or Angela Del Vecchio because she could, her slow ball and her hooks, her fastball, she has like terrible accuracy on, but the other two yeah. or three, she's great. Also was absolutely the first like video game crush I ever had was Angela Del Vecchio for sure.
1: Fair enough. She also, yeah. had, a, um, she also had a Tim Lincecum style windup and Tim Lincecum style hair, so... Tim so, Lutzkamp was inspired by Angela Del Vecchio. am I'm, I'm like
0: seeing all the connections. Nice, for the I like first that.
2: Time. I like that a lot. I, I like that,
0: Eddie. And she could swing the stick too. Like she had a slow yeah. swing, but she could park one for sure. Um, so uh, thanks for letting me go back to get an answer from you on that. Um, let's talk about the actual playing of the game. And let's, since there's three main, I mean, four main parts technically, hitting. Running, fielding, and pitching. Let's start with hitting. So, uh, like we've said, it's a point-and-click game where there is a little strike zone. Strike zone always changes for whatever player's up by their size, which I always thought was really cool because in the original one, it was the same zone. So, like Pablo, you'll know oh, yeah. this game. His zone is very tiny and horizontal. In the original game, it was like basically double, if not triple, that size. Um, but so there's a strike zone. Uh, if the, of course, if the pitch crosses the zone it's a strike Uh, there's also some sometimes like the way pitches would cross the zone or depending on where they are located they don't get called strikes or they do Mm -hmm. Um, like I can think of specific types of pitches where it's like oh that actually the ball little icon looks like it is in the zone but it's because it's on this part like the low part they don't count it it's just like weird little I played too much time borderline yeah, <laughs> uh, the, to know like the those subtleties, but um, so you have your strike zone, and then as a hitter, I think there's there's three main things that I want to get into, which are you can change your stance.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: you start um, with a squared stance, which is just a normal straightaway uh, stance that your player will have. Um, you can also have open, so you click this little icon that's below the plate to open. So if you're a righty, it's to your left. If it's your, if you're a lefty. It's to your right. Their stance will change. The animation will change, which is pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you could also do closed. which So, like, you're looking to go away with the ball. Um, This, I feel like, is such a small thing but goes so far when it comes to the actual hitting in the game because you have to react to every pitch depending on where it is. And I don't know about you two, but I almost never have a square stance. I'm almost either away or closed? Do did you, or sorry, that's the same thing. Uh, I'm almost either open, open, or, closed. open either, or closed. Do you experience this at all? Or am I a crazy person?
1: Uh, the more experience I became with the game as I grew older, that became the thing. So when I was younger, I would always do open stance. Mm-hmm. I, thought it, I thought it was best. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> then as I learned, you can adjust to where the pitch is going. That's when I would, you know, I would start with my cursor on the stance button. Yes. And then I would move up to the strike zone to hit the ball. Totally. What about you, Alex? Anything? Yeah. Right as,
2: yeah. As the pitch is coming in, you can adjust to it, mm-hmm. uh, which is, which is like, it's not just like guessing where the pitch is going to be mm-hmm. at the beginning. You can actually get a sense of where the pitch is going and adjust. Yes. I thought that was such an amazing and, and certainly in hindsight, such an incredible feature that they added because that's what hitting is. Yes. That's yeah. what hitting is like. It is, as the pitch is coming in, deciding what you're going to do with it, mm-hmm. deciding where you can get the most power, where you can, uh, where you can find some space in the field. Um, so yeah, I think I, much like Eddie was like, well, I'm going to go open on all of these mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, much like, uh, how I was in backyard baseball, that's how I tried to hit in real life. <laughs> uh, and I had a lot of soft ground balls to shortstop.
0: <laughs> uh, yep. As you yeah. do, uh, it's that's so funny. I think not only like do you sort of it seems like you can if you spend enough time with the game you'll make that natural adjustment to using all fields as you do in real baseball. Which again, it's just the mark of a good baseball game is when it feels like you're actually playing in some ways. Um, but I noticed like yeah, if you just stay open and there's like a like a right hook if you're a righty that goes crosses the outside half of the plate, you might not actually be able to hit it if you're. Mm-hmm too far away. Um, so what I do now, and I think like what you were saying, Eddie, is I will either do one of two things now with that. I will start my cursor on it and just be ready to adjust to whatever it is. Or I will say, you know what, I'm going to look for this pitch outside. And if it's not in this spot, then I'm just not going to swing and I'll start closed and I'll leave it there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a veteran move for sure. That's what I would do with Mikey Thomas, a.k.a. Daniel Vogelbach. Dude, freaking towering homers from that kid.
2: Scary. See, I, don't, I, don't le- I don't like giving away that first pitch strike. Okay. I don't like that. I'm a sabermetrics guy. I was a sabermetrics <laughs> guy when I was seven years old. <laughs> I, I sure listen, I tried to work the pitcher. I tried to get that pitch count up. Sometimes I would send somebody up there, I'd tell Dimitri, I would say foul a couple off here, take mm-hmm. a couple. But if I if I'm gonna get a good pitch on that first strike, if you're gonna try and cruise one by, by me, Angela, I'm gonna tell Dimitri to to hook that over the fence. Yeah,
1: that's Hell good.
0: Yeah.
1: Or if you're at Steel Stadium, you can hit it over that short porch in the center. You know, that's oh
0: yeah. Dude, I always felt though when i tried to do that that i struggled with it yeah yeah i played uh, alex were you able to get the game up
2: no i you wasn't did. i don't think it works on my new mac
0: i'm so sorry to do that That's oh okay. no? my mac
2: yeah i ended up watching a lot of videos of people playing to okay. refresh my memory
0: yeah gotcha i'm glad you at least got to do
1: that good um one oh, yeah. interesting thing about pitching was there's no hit by pitch. Uh, you can't it went by, about hitting is that you can, you couldn't get hit by the pitch in this game. It would just be a ball. If it like hit your player.
0: That's right. I never, I guess I hadn't thought about that in a while. Do you think, I think this, my speculation would be that they did that because they didn't want to have kids getting hit, but it is part of the game. So you have to, that's a lot of animation, animation
1: for every unique, unique character, like all 61 yeah. of them. Yeah. It's um,
2: also it's also weird there was no sign stealing in the game. You know, there's no opportunity for like messages to be sent to like a device on somebody's chest or somebody from <laughs> second base to like communicate what pitch is about to be thrown. Yeah.
0: They did have a a bang of the trash cannon though, I believe. I believe you can do that if you <laughs> if you if you play as the Astros at uh, Tin Can Alley. Oh, nice! <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah!
2: Very nice. Um, Fuck Houston! Fuck Houston.
0: <laughs> yeah, they can uh, never win a baseball game again, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I uh, while we're on the hitting, of course, that's the that's the stance. You've got your own strike zone, um, but then depending on well, not depending on who you are, every player has the option of choosing between four default swing types, which is also an interesting wrinkle to the game. You have before power ups. You have bunt, uh, which is exactly what it sounds like. You can bunt, which there's a total art to bunting in this game, I feel like. There's grounder, yeah. which I did not use until I would play with more challenging teams when I would have to manufacture more runs. Uh, there's line drive, which is probably the standard for most players. And then there's power, which I felt like if I was using with a player that didn't have power, uh, was highly more likely to fail. Um do you two have any takeaways from these like these different swings and how you'd use them?
1: The only thing that sucked was that Barry Bonds was a power hitter, but in this game, you were recommended to use line drives because he had no power somehow. So yes, to like, use line drives and hitting.
0: That was one of the. That's one interesting thing about this game is, like we've said, they have they have their different attributes. In, in this one, they only have batting, running, pitching, and fielding. Mm-hmm. Which uh, batting is confusing because. Some of these players have like 10 or 9 on batting, but they're, they might just be a contact hitter like Ichiro in the second game or the next game. Or, or if they're Ahmed Khan, they can hit homers. It's, there's mm-hmm. no You kind of have to learn that as you play with these characters, which is so weird. Um, but yeah, any other... That was one funny thing from it. Anything or, that you added to take away from that, Alex? Did you use power all the time? What did you do?
2: I, I tried to use power as much as I could because I liked hitting home runs, but like, just like you were saying, like at some point you realize you just can't do that and it's a waste. And, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and I mean, what you end up realizing is what's so important about baseball is getting people on base. And, uh, so you, like when you get somebody like Jeter up, you get somebody like Lofton up, I mean, Lofton, you can bunt, Mm-hmm. Or or even, like, go for a ground ball and try to get him on base. He's so fast. But, like, um, somebody, like, uh, the same thing with, like, someone like Wheeler. But, like, you get Jeter up. You, you just want to, like, get him on base any way you can and, like, anything else
1: is.
0: Just Wheeler flawless. also had
1: the best bunt animation. He would start scratching his head. He would, like, look away, start scratching his head, and he would just hold the bat over the plate with his <laughs> other
0: hand. Yes, he like faces the the yeah. I guess your perspective and then yeah. and then puts out his that with one arm. That's so funny. Uh yeah, bunting was awesome. I would always use it with those really fast players, especially lefties. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that in this game there's probably I wonder if there's a difference like in real baseball like how lefties technically are like a step closer or so to first. Like I yeah. always felt like that gave me an advantage with like Kenny Lofton, but I don't know if it actually did in the game <laughs> itself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, uh, So that's like pretty much all of hitting. There are power ups in this game that you can get for both pitching and hitting. You can get them. If you make uh if you make a double play on defense, you'll get one on, you'll get a offensive power up. Or also I think if you get a hit off of a, a power pitch. Yeah. Um, and there might oh, be right. another way too, but I can't think du- of
2: it. A double play, right? Is that another way you can it? Yes,
0: play? a double play. Yeah. Crazy um,
1: Bunch was my favorite.
0: Cr- there's Crazy Bunts, which, if you use that, and of course, as long as you don't miss the pitch, these mm-hmm. will work in fair territory. But a Crazy Bunt is a little wild one that just squiggles around the field and makes this crazy screaming sound. <laughs> uh, this ball guy ball. seems to be having a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> I loved it. It was so funny to me. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Yeah, uh, usually end after it hits like the fence or something. Um, there was the undergrounder, which <laughs> the icon would turn into a shovel if you would click it, and the player would hit a ground ball that would go beneath the ground, kind of like uh, Michael Jordan in Looney in the uh, Space Jam when he gets sucked under uh, into Looney Tune Land or whatever, and then it pops up, oftentimes going over the fence for a ground rule double or off of like a wall or right that to is. a kid's glove. Or right into a kid's glove and then <laughs> yes,
3: you did it at second.
0: <laughs> Dude, that would happen. Like you, you or you mm-hmm. feel like you're racing to second, but it pops up right to the shortstop or outfielder mm-hmm. and they throw you out.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and then there was the screaming line drive, which is just like a hard line drive that a player a defender can't catch. Sometimes Amazing. you could also sneak it over a fence too, if it's like a okay. short porch and left or right.
2: That the screaming line drive, every single time it surprised me. Yeah. Every single time, I'd be like, I'm hitting a screaming line drive now. I know I'm doing it. I would hit it and then I would go, and I was like, oh no, oh
0: God. It just, it's, so, it's just startling. Yeah. It really is. It's jarring. It is. Uh, and then, of course, the most powerful of power ups is the uh, aluminum power bat, which is a guaranteed home run as long as you hit it. Uh, I usually would like save these for my players who didn't have who couldn't hit homers. Normally, I'd be like, "All right, it's like, it's Andy Stephanie Johnson. Morgan's time."
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: For whatever reason, but also you could just. It was fun to put it in the hands of like Sosa or McGuire and be like, it, "How far is this going to go?" Because if you hit a home run in this game, um, even if the ball disappears off screen, there will be a little like red oval with a number indicating how far it went.
1: Yeah, it tells you distance.
0: So silly. Um but yeah, they also those
1: tricks, the velocity and launch angle and all that. should Give you the
0: <laughs> that's the new version that they the reboot that they do should have that. Oh, that'd be so um, amazing. Uh, pitching is is the exact same reverse of hitting. You're in the same perspective as you are, even if you're the pitcher, and you choose between a few basic pitches. The four the four main ones are uh, fastball. There's slow ball. Uh, right hook and left hook, which are just different curveballs, and then of course you can choose intentional walk if you want, um, which Never. I don't think I ever used.
2: Hey, well, first base is open, and Keisha Phillips sta- steps up. I'm putting her on,
0: especially on, with yeah, a big. You lead. put her on, yeah.
1: Uh, Mike Trout was inspired by Keisha Phillips.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, but yeah, the pitching was really fun. You each depending on the kid that you're throwing with. They also have their different strengths on what what they're good at. Like Randy Johnson's good at everything, but I think uh, and his his stamina goes down slower. So as you're pitching, you have this little juice box, and like the longer you pitch, the farther it goes down, and the less accurate your pitches are. Um, I loved pitching in this game. Do either of you have any takeaways from like pitching? It was like just as fun to me, maybe a little less fun than hitting because hitting is awesome, but I loved pitching and like having strategy.
2: Pitching was my favorite part of this game. Awesome. Um, I mean, growing up, I was a pitcher in Little League and a little bit in high school. Um, And I was obsessed with getting no hitters every single (laughs) game. To the point where, at some point in my relationship with backyard baseball, if I let up a hit, I quit the game and restarted it. (laughs) Because I was so... that's baseball, baby. Uh, I was so intent on on striking everybody out, mm-hmm. on accumulating power up so that I could get that crucial third strike, and on like continuing to just like dial it in. Yes, on on these kids, and to the point where I was no longer like interested in winning games. I was yeah. only interested in not letting up a hit. Yeah, and just like dealing.
0: And you're probably never walking people either.
2: No, no way. I'm coming right at him. I am um, I'm, I'm going in and out. I'm throwing some curves, I'm throwing some changeups, I'm changing speeds. But yeah, pitching for me was like really satisfying, was like surprisingly satisfying this game. And which you'd think about, it should be the mode that kids want to
1: skip. Yeah. They
2: should want to like get off of defense and get back to hitting. But I, I loved it. Totally.
1: Yeah. Were you about yeah, still? for me, more Mark Burley-esque, like fastballs, fastballs, fastballs. Just especially if I had a lead, I'm like, I'm just going, I'm just throwing cheese. Like just, just mm-hmm. Mark Burley, <laughs> pumping the pumping the fastball. Make in, and hit. Uh, yeah. But um I did I did implement certain strategies. As I got more refined in the game, I'd get you know, I'd put Gretchen Hasselhoff out there and try to rack up the K's, you know. She's, she's a little wild, kind of like a Robbie Ray style. Uh, yeah. Robbie Ray was, was <laughs> inspired by Gretchen Hasselhoff. Um, so
0: yeah, I'd I'd rack up the K's with Gretchen dude i love it there the pitching has been one of the things that um as i've played it into my later years and again going on literally 20 years now I, mm-hmm. I guess i'm realizing this as we're saying this is the 20 year anniversary of this game was earlier this year um been playing it for forever, but would be to not just because growing up, I'd always use Randy Johnson, of course, because he oh, throws yeah. fast. It's really hard to react to his fastball. His Kurt is left hook is incredible, but yeah, as I've gotten older, not only have I preferred to use a more nuanced pitcher like an Angelo or a Kenny or a Gretchen. Um, but Eddie, this is something I picked up from you was to like challenge yourself to have a pitching rotation of like mm-hmm. three characters or a pitching rotation of three. So, you know, if, Angela is one of your pitchers on the next day. Amir Khan is your starter and she has to go play the field. Um, That's right. just a fun little challenge, especially when, you know, it's not, it's, it's a pretty easy game, but mm-hmm. like you can add those challenges to your, it to yourself. And so, yeah, I would, now I feel like I throw a lot of slow balls and a lot of hooks and try to get batters to chase. It's, it's still fun all these years later to pitch in this game. Yeah that's a big win
1: too because pitching is hard to get right in baseball games totally and it's something as simple yeah. as back here baseball they they just nail it you know so it's yeah. great
2: you know what else does a great job with pitching is some of the mario baseball games
1: oh yeah to, mm-hmm. i
2: love the pitching in those games
3: um yeah super simple I, and
2: i find it endlessly frustrating in games like mlb the show yeah but in like mario it's like I'm, I'm like, you're like locked in. You're worrying about what pitches you can throw. You know, you have different options. Like you have your strikeout pitch. Um, mm-hmm. That's another game where I try to throw no hitters, uh, mm-hmm. but it's much more difficult, much more difficult.
0: Yeah. This game, I feel like, uh, like I was, I played a game today. I did a, a six inning game. I started a season and I, I, d- I picked all backyard kids. So my team was really good. Cause I picked, the the freaking stars and as much as i was dialed in i gave up two hits but they were both uh they were both little like dinkers like one was a ground ball to angela that she had to just range like two steps to her right but she's so slow and then when she went to throw it it was like one of the throws that just goes up in the air Mm -hmm. um and then later this thing happened where there was a ground ball like up the middle and I think or maybe it was to third wherever the ball was coming from. Maybe it was Angela again. She threw to Keisha and if Keisha would have just stayed on the bag, she would have got the out. But then the computer, my own player took a step off the bag and then tried to go back to it and the runner was safe. Yeah. So there are still like, challenges in getting no hitters. Uh, Mental
2: mistakes.
0: Yeah. Mental mistakes. They'll, they'll cost you. Um, uh, while we're you know talking about pitching it's impossible not to talk about fielding because you kind of immediately go into that and fielding also this is like maybe my favorite game to do fielding in uh was there any any takeaways or anything you guys really like about playing the field in this game
2: i mean i think just like most baseball video games that even even the best ones fielding can be like Anywhere from like really satisfying to the worst part of the game, <laughs> you're yes. we just like I'm under the ball and yeah. they didn't, they didn't mm-hmm. stick out their glove. Um, I mean, it, I thought it was fine. The trick with fielding is the one one of the glitches in this game. Glitches or shortcuts, I guess, or cheats is if you let somebody get on you could just start throwing the ball around and they would take off Yes, and you could kind of 50, 50, whether or not you were going to get them out at the next bag. Yes, You would just be like, all right, I'm throwing the ball to third, try to take second. Yes. And they they might, and you might get them or they might have a double lot of it.
0: Mm -hmm. We would do the same thing. Oh yeah. You probably taught me that. And it was risky. Like, cause they Mm -hmm. wouldn't just like leave first. If you threw it somewhere else, it would be like, okay, I got to throw it far to like right field. And sometimes you'd have to drop the ball so you could throw it to like your fielder and then have them turn around last second. And then once the ball like hits off their back, then that player would go. But Mm -hmm. that's a funny little like quirky thing about the game. I totally forgot. Yeah. The
1: simplicity of fielding in this game is so interesting because other games of the time, baseball games, would zoom in on the fielder. You know, it, or it would oh, take yeah. a different camera angle where this game, you got a full view of the whole field, all nine mm-hmm. players at all times. And it yes. worked really well. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. like it was like the players are too small. Like on the original Nintendo, there's a baseball game like that. But the characters oh, are gosh. like tiny little pixels. But in this, like you get, you know, who's who, you mm-hmm. know, the situation, like as soon as the ball is hitting in play, like you had, a, you knew what you were doing and you had a full glimpse of everybody. But like in Ken Griffey baseball on Super Nintendo, like it's hard to tell. Like the ball flies and like the the camera tracks the ball and it tracks the fielder and you have to like
0: You're like, where am I?
1: Yeah, like you get a nice <laughs> nice view this way. Like like almost like you're in a press box watching.
0: Totally. Oh, absolutely. It's like you're up with uh I can't believe we haven't mentioned them yet. Uh Sunny Day and Vinny the Gooch. Vinny the
2: Gooch. The two
0: announcers of this game. Uh it is like it's like you're up sitting there. I love it's hard not to talk about the fields too. Like the fields are, the parks are so great. They're all these little pre-rendered images. Uh, A funny thing happened today in that, in the game I was playing at steel stadium and Keisha hit a deep fly to right. And it, it bounced off the fence as if the fence was the ground and just kept bouncing. So I got a ground rule double, but instead of bouncing off of the fence, it was funky. Um, That happens sometimes. It does. I also love how the, the little, like, th- pre-rendered sprites when you're in the field were always so cool looking to me, too. They yeah. were, like, almost 3D. Mm-hmm. you love- see
1: Ahmed Khan's giant, like, headphones.
0: Dude, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love the field. Since we were on the subject of fielding, I loved it, too. I love that. I love the satisfaction of, like... It, again, it's because it felt like a real baseball game. Like, if you range to, like, your left or you're right with Jeter and, or Barry Larkin, and then you, you don't know if you're going to get the runner at first, but then they just fire a cannon over there. Or if someone tries to steal on, for example, someone who I like to play at catcher is Jeff Bagwell, because he has a cannon. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they try to steal on me, just throwing those fools out, um, it was just so much fun. Uh, Alex, you were saying earlier how you're like, I'm under the ball. Why didn't I catch it? Uh, if there's like a fly ball hit in the game, uh, there's like usually a little like shadow circle that pops up, yeah. and you, um, as you're clicking around in the field, it'll usually uh, understand that you're trying to be the closest player to where your mouse is, and so you try to click and get over there, but um, I guess the last thing we hadn't talked about gameplay-wise is running. There's probably a little less to talk about here, but um, I will say I, I like how simple it is, because you're just Clicking around, however, it would have been nice to have like a button you could press to advance all or retreat all. That was the only sort of difficult thing is like if you have the bases loaded or a couple people on, you have to click in the base paths to get them to move yep. uh, individually.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think the alternative to that though is how complicated it is in console games. Yes. Because in console games, you are constantly until you, you really get the hang of it and play way too many games, you're sending base runners at each other constantly.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and you're like retreating all or like you're, you're switching both of their directions and then they're coming at each other and they're going away from each other. And it's like, this should not happen. Like there should be some kind of mm-hmm. like default for mm-hmm. what these guys are doing. Um, so, I mean, I are more towards the side of simplicity, uh, but, I mean, I hear you. It's like if a ball's in the gap, I want, I want to send everybody immediately. Right. I don't want there to be any pausing.
0: Yeah, and and while I make that, that I, I let that be known, the thing I could have liked about the base running, it's still pretty easy because, like, if you click once within the base paths, the runner will start going. Um, yeah. Did you, any speed demons here, anything you two would do when you would run, would you try to trick the fielders ever getting pickles? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I would do that a lot. Um, you also, if you tap like really fast, like do a bunch of clicks, you can uh, yes. speed your guy up a little bit or girl. Um, but uh, that also expended more juice. So you had to be careful if you needed that player to <laughs> pitch or something or you. even play the field.
0: Salute. You're right, though. Yeah. Cause if you, especially if it's your. So p- sorry. So no, sorry. You're, hey, you're totally fine. Uh, yeah. Especially with your pitcher, you don't want to gas them. So you might just run into an out. Um, mm-hmm. And they get so slow if they lose their juice like even a little bit of their juice they're like like turtles out there running around which teaches you to be conservative with it it really does didn't
2: teach me didn't (laughs) teach me get on base we get to get to the fifth inning i'm like why is he running so slow why is he running so slow clicking i'm better i'm like i better click faster
0: i would sometimes like if i had a pitcher that didn't need to use the juice power up. I would switch someone in, use the juice power up and switch them out just so that like mm. Kenny Lofton's not, you know, slow as molasses anymore. Cause I used him too much.
1: That's a pro tip right there.
0: That is a pro. I got pro tips for days on this, on this game as I'm sure many people who spent time with, like we did with it do. Um, we've talked a lot about just like the, uh, the nitty gritty of the game. We've really gotten into how it works. Um, One thing, we'll have more time to talk about what we love about it uh, later, but quickly, as much as we are more focusing on what makes this game great today, I still would like to hear from you two on any context on what you remember when you played, like, if anything stuck out. And if nothing, that's fine, but, like, when did you play this, Bernard? Uh, Do you remember, was it in, like, some computer room at your house? Was it at your grandparents? Do you remember like doing this for a summer, any details you might have, I'd love to hear about it.
2: I remember playing it in our, we had like an office uh, that we had a computer set up in and it was our family computer. And so you kind of had to like claim time on it or like grab (laughs) it when, uh, when either of my parents weren't doing work on it. Mm -hmm. And I would go in there, I would climb into that chair and um, you know, just, just,
3: just
2: what's that? Just and never, never leave. leave. Yeah, <laughs> and just go at it. Um, and I think it was like a major. It was like a major after-school game for me. A major Saturday game. Like get up early on Saturday and go play backyard baseball.
0: Sounds like the best day ever. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, that was back when like I could still like get out of bed and like be ex- <laughs> like be like oh like. I'll go do something now, mm-hmm. um and so I think that was like generally like how i would how I would play it like in the office,
0: like carving out little moments. I love it. Did you have any friends who played this game?
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, this was like big um big for my friend group. I had my friend Joey oster Jerry. um he, who knows he might be he might listen to this um <laughs> he and I had like an interesting history with baseball because. Um, we were, we were friends. So this was 2001. We must've been in like second grade Mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah. We were in second grade and the Diamondbacks were playing the Yankees in the world series. Dude, And we hated the Yankees. We hated, couldn't stand the Yankees. Um, and they had game seven, Mariano Rivera and, uh, ultimate closer has a one run lead bottom of the ninth in the world series and blows it, uh, to a Luis Gonzalez walk off blooper over Jeter's head. Never forget the diamondbacks win the world series. Oh, what's that?
0: I will never forget that. It was amazing.
2: It's, it's incredible. And I came in the next day, um, to second grade. And Joey and I just like locked eyes with each other and we didn't say anything. And we just ran into each other and hugged.
3: Oh, that's Uh, so sweet. So
2: thrilled the fucking Yankees lost. (laughs) Uh, So he and I would, would play backyard baseball and and talk about it and talk lineups and, um, and all that good stuff. Uh, Yeah.
0: Dude, that's fantastic. Uh, Well, thank you for sharing. But, and, uh, Eddie, what about you? I'm sure we we'll, ours will sort of tie into each other as we share, but yeah, go for it, buddy.
1: I played this game everywhere. <laughs> um, it was on our family computer, uh, I put it on my brother's computer, like, cause you could install it. And then once you installed it, you didn't really need the disc anymore. You could just play the game, which was a hidden pro tip about this game. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, I got my first laptop when I was pretty young cause my dad had an extra, like he had this old one from work and he, gifted gifted it to me it was like an and ibm wasn't it it was this old ibm think pad and it, um and it all really all i did on it was play backyard baseball that was about it yeah and um <laughs> it, it didn't have internet or anything like and i had i think it had word on it and i'd write stories <laughs> but it was basically word and backyard baseball and um I, so my mom was a computer lab teacher so i would take it to the computer labs i would put it on the computer lab computers play it there i played this game everywhere like anywhere i could play it i played it
0: Dude, I I love it. And I remember that, too. I remember that that ThinkPad would come on, like, trips and stuff. And, like, that's how you could play backyard baseball in the car. I mean, complete game stuff. changer, dude. Mm-hmm. If you were on some long family drive, which, of course, as, like, a child, an hour seems like three. uh yeah. The Nintendo, Switch,
1: the Nintendo Switch was inspired by my IBM ThinkPad from 1998. <laughs> yes, it was. I don't want to
0: hear anyone dispute that. It's very true. Um, i very similar to Eddie. I played this uh, on my, and Alex, I played this on my family computer. And then uh, as I would uh, get computers growing up, I would uh, put it on those as well. Recently, um, I found, and I'll definitely leave a link in the show notes for this. I got to remember to do this, is through a wonderful program called scum vm i've been able to play this on uh on my mac i know it's a lot easier to do on pc these two fellows have unfortunately had trouble with it but i'll leave a little link to a like a guide that should walk you through it and hopefully the listener you can play this game again so that's how i play it now um on it's a lot easier i'll tell you to use a mouse than it is a track like not a trackpad but a little is that what that's called a trackpad yeah Little thing that's so. on a laptop, a little pad where you touchpad touch Touchpad, that's what I'm thinking of. I think trackpad's like a specific Apple product. Um IBM ThinkPad. Yes. Uh but the mouse <clears throat> obviously way easier to use than just a little touchpad. But yeah, I play it on those computers like I remember uh just pouring so many hours into this game, especially 2001. And I loved I pumped hours into 03 too, but 01 is where it's really special to me. Mm-hmm. Um And I remember, of course, playing at your house. I'm sure we like you would come over and I would play it and vice versa. Uh, But also, one thing I do remember, Eddie specifically, is we were so into, Alex kind of talked about this earlier, so into everything baseball that we would also just like go outside and make up our own teams and play wiffle ball. We would like simulate full seasons of games. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Stats and keep our own stats and like if we didn't see each other for like a weekend or two we'd be like oh how's it going in your season dude what's going on it's like well you know uh nick cash is in a slump uh so uh so ryan has been playing in his place and but i hit another homer or something like that <laughs> and we had like a perfect setup i love that setup at my old place yeah, yeah, before they put the fence up across the street alex mm-hmm. i'm telling you this was like as dream of a wiffle ball field that goes through a street as you could ever have, <laughs> like at my driveway, we would set up like, and we'd use chalk too. Yeah. We would set up uh, a plate and then the pitching, like you'd pitch from the str- the beginning of the street, but they also like, uh, we would just hit these balls. And once we got a little older, we were, you know, and getting stronger, that fence into goes into their backyard, which is pretty far away, was like a tantalizing spot to hit a homer, mm-hmm. which we did. Um, so I just, all that to say is like, I remember playing a lot of, uh, having a lot of fun with you outside. At Once we were like tired of the game, which is rare, we'd go outside and play and then probably go back and play more. Mm-hmm. Um, and one summer in particular, I want to shout out uh, is, I think I was, it must've been the summer that I was, that I got this game because I would spend almost every day if I could playing this game on the computer watching the sandlot and then Eddie you probably came and played with me a few times I would go and play baseball down the street at the elementary school with my friends we had our own sandlot this this one summer yeah we didn't we didn't play with real baseballs we'd play with a tennis ball Basketball, and this really yeah. good Ken Griffey Jr. whiffle bat I had that looked like a real bat until you touched it and it's plastic but i just have so many great memories of spending so much time just with this game, but baseball in general, it was like mm-hmm. kind of like all, all feeding into the same, like love for the game. Uh, that also the movies were like the sandlot rookie rookie of the year, the rookie. I liked, uh, that yeah. Dennis Quaid movie,
2: little big league,
0: little big it was league. in the outfield. Angels in the outfield and all these like, Even I never was a big bad news bears kid. I missed the boat on that, which I'm sure is shameful. I know that's like an old timer for some, but these kids baseball movies that were just perfect. So Mm -hmm. um, that's like kind of my context from it. We've been going for almost two hours here. So I'm sorry to have held you two on here for so long. Um, But if you have some more time, I got some stuff I want to wrap up with. Um, but if you got to go, let me know. But it seems so like we're do doing it. okay. Uh, let's do it. Last thing I want to discuss before we move on to some fun, um, some fun segments to close the show, uh, some game show style stuff. Uh, any big takeaways about this game that you two have, or any any idea you want to wrap up or share before we do those things?
1: Touched on it earlier, Connor, when you mentioned just the, uh, diversity and the, the, just the, the, in, in the, in the cast, I mean, mm-hmm. stuff you don't really, you didn't really think about as a kid. Um, but really it's like, it really was helpful. I mean, even as a, like an eight year old to, to really see diversity on display and like in, in a way that was positive, you know, like yeah. there wasn't, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that had a big impact on me. Cause I, I mean, my friend group was mostly white, you know, mm-hmm. and so I thought that, like looking back on it, I was like, wow, I think that, I think I somehow appreciated <laughs> like people more through that. Totally. Uh, but then, but then also, uh, Alex talked about narratives, and you kind of make narratives up by like, this is mm-hmm. Edmund Acres, this is Kimmy's backyard, and yes. and maybe like she hangs out with Maria Luna, and like maybe like you you kind of would like come up with these stories for these characters in your head, and I love that aspect of it. So, man, this game this game meant so much to me, and still does.
0: Dude, it's so great. Uh, thank you, Eddie. That's really awesome to hear. Uh, Bernard, any big takeaways from you? Anything you want to wrap up?
2: Yeah, that was well put. Um, I absolutely agree with what Eddie said about it. But I guess one of my big takeaways from this game that we haven't talked a ton about that um, but but we kind of touched on is just the presentation of it. Oh, yeah. And the attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just like with the characters and their personalities and with the uh, pro players that got added to their design but right down front to the fields and the announcers um, to have like a female announcer do play Mm -hmm. by play. uh, And then to have like this Howard Cosell like color commentator. (laughs) whose
0: last name is the gooch,
2: the gooch. Like the way that backyard baseball, like it's just, it's just um, a crash course in like myth building for kids, you know, the same way that the Sandlot is. Um, just like the way to like create like these indelible characters that even years later, when, uh, you've forgotten a lot about the game, you hear the name, like you hear Ahmed Khan, you hear Pete Wheeler, Keisha Phillips, like Stephanie Morgan, Kenny Kawaguchi. And it just, something snaps in your head and you're like, Oh yeah, I remember. And I remember this field and I remember Mm -hmm. this field and I remember the aluminum bat and the crazy bunt. Uh, and the screaming line drive, and this, and just um, the gameplay, mm-hmm. uh, and so I think that's like my big takeaway is that this game, the game was just made with such, um, like care, love, and like devotion to, like its audience, like it was made for its audience to like love and enjoy every part of it, not to, not for its audience to buy it. Yes. Yeah, it makes sense.
1: it's got so much heart and polish.
0: It yeah. really does. Ah, oh, thank you, Alex. That's, that's so well said. I And I'm with you. I mean, there's so also so much, like, subtlety. I feel like we could do, like, a four-hour episode on this game because there is so much that even we didn't get to talk about. Like, Mr. Clanky is this freaking robot that throws you batting practice uh, oh, in yeah. part of the game. Um, Eddie, you were touching on the different fields and the personality they have. Yeah. It's like, it lives in that world where, oh, you're at, you're in Ernie's backyard. You're playing on the beach. You're at the actual, like, oh, this is the little league field parks department field number two, which as guys, I'm, this is the most, this is like only proves how vanilla I am in my life is that, that's my favorite field because it's the dimensions were normal. I knew what I was expecting and it was just so clean. Um, But yeah, there's so much we just didn't get to talk about about this game, but it's just so fantastic. I don't think I could sum it up any better than you two did, uh, because I feel a lot of the same ways. But I think the reason I keep coming back to it is it's it holds up the, The baseball is still so good and so simple and the personality between the kids, the pro players that I remember from my favorite era of baseball, the announcers, like you said, or even just like hearing the kids out while you're playing, like talking talking shit to you, being mm-hmm. like, "We want a batter, not a broken ladder." Was so mm-hmm. cool. The custom kid—you could put mm-hmm. yourself on these teams. I'm sure you guys did that. Oh dude. yeah, dude. And it didn't happen in this game, but in the in 2003, you could manipulate your stats to make your custom player better. You could hack um, it. You could you could like by just doing a few extra clicks, it would work. But yeah, this game is fantastic. Backyard Baseball 2001 is, uh, it's just one of my favorites of all time, if not my favorite for so many reasons. Um, but that'll finish up our main discussion. We'll, we'll conclude with a couple fun segments that I'll make as brief as I can. The first of which, Eddie, you're familiar with, but this is the Fact Me By Your Game segment. And this is where I will just share with my guests a couple fun facts. Um, this first one, I got from the Tipping Pitches podcast. Uh, and this is a little ode to the godfather, Ron Gilbert. So best known for his work on several Lucas Arts adventure point-and-click games, including Maniac Mansion and the first two Monkey Island games, Ron Gilbert was the co-founder of Humongous Entertainment in 1992. Uh, he's responsible for Putt putt Fatty Bear, Freddy Fish, Pajama Sam, all the all the classics we Thanks. named earlier. And of course... The Backyard Sports Series. Now, he's not the founder or the creator. Uh, Nick Merkovich and Eric Haldy. they are. And they pitched the game to Gilbert. Uh, and the rest is history. Um, I don't know if... Have either of you two played the Monkey Island games? I've only recently discovered them, but I'm fascinated.
1: No. no you know, I've The played, same
0: personality you see and this game is just yeah. too, like an adventure point-and-click game.
1: I've played uh, Day of the Tentacle, and it's very good.
0: Oh, you? Yeah, I think you told me that before. Um, But yeah, um, I've got to check that out. I may have actually got that on some like crazy sale recently. It's on Steam. Okay, I'll check that out. Um, The second fact for you two is that I think of all things, and this is no offense to this franchise who has been through the ringer. It's just not fair what they've been through. I think this is the greatest legacy of the Seattle Mariners. And here's why. So this fact comes from... Uh, The Ringer, the Zach Cram article that I know I sent Eddie from about three years ago. Um, The original Backyard Baseball was released in 1997, as we said, and development began in 1995 during the height of the Mariners' heyday with Ken Griffey Jr. Um, The humongous entertainment headquarters was located in Woodinville, Washington, about 30 minutes northeast of the Old Kingdom where the Mariners played. And at this point, baseball fever had infected the, their office and a baseball project was an appealing idea. So it sort of like set the stage for it. And then eventually, you know, once they added pros, of course they added the kid. He was their, he was their guy. Um, and then lastly, actually I'm going to add a second one on this last one. The worst kept secret in the whole game is that Pablo Sanchez, who normally only speaks Spanish, can speak English. Uh, of course, if you hold shift – and click his player card, he'll reveal that he speaks English and that he learned Spanish in school, uh, which is very funny. And lastly, I wanted to say that Sunny Day uh, is voice acted by Jen Taylor, who's one of the biggest voice actors in all video games, uh, is known probably best for being Cortana Mm -hmm. in the Halo series, which is crazy. Um, That's the end of the factory by your game series. And normally, I do like a game recommendations not covered or the game recommendations for the game we're covering. I actually want to do a couple shout outs to some great baseball games that we didn't cover in the series, but two of which you two have already named uh, on this very episode. So the first one is if you are looking for another cartoony baseball game that it still has some pretty good baseball physics and plays very well. Uh I'll recommend the Mario Baseball franchise which is on the GameCube and Wii. Yeah. Yeah. And Eddie, I know you have a version of this. Is that the Wii one you have? I have the Wii one, yeah. Bernard, you had What did you have or do you still have? Wii
2: I ones? I played GameCube and then got the Wii one and I loved both
0: of them. Yeah, yeah. I really want to get these on eBay, but they're definitely harder to find now. Um but they were so good. I mostly played them cuz you had it Eddie, but it's pretty great. Uh Second, another one I just wanted to shout out. Eddie, you shouted out uh, the Ken Griffey on the Super Nintendo. But also, I realized I played this on the emulator because you had one of them, was Superbases Loaded 3, License to Steal for the SNES. Uh, yeah. Decent baseball game. Uh, and that was one that kind of like this game, emulated like stances and stuff well. They kind of did that in this game, and it was really fun. And lastly... Out of left field, how could you not recommend Wii Baseball to someone? It's yeah, so more simple. Something. But dude, Wii Baseball was my favorite version of, of version of the Wii Sports. I guess my favorite aspect of the Wii Sports games, and was I actually just listened to a whole Wii podcast the other day? Man, like this was so incredible. I mean, we would also like build our Miis and then you could just have teams of your Miis. Mm-hmm. Did you? Yeah. you two both played this, right?
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah my buddy uh, Jake and I would play Wii baseball all the time and we would it's still down in my basement at home. we would keep track of every home run that got hit and who and which mees were hitting home runs. and of course if you make enough mees, the amount ima- the whoever plays in the game is totally random yes yeah yeah so you're just kind of like, oh I got I got our Mario me this time. We had like a hundred mees. And I mean, what's so great about that game is that the stuff that we find to be, that can be kind of like troubling for like people who are just starting to play baseball games, running and fielding, you don't have to do it in that game. Mm-hmm. It's com- completely controlled by the computer yeah. and like oversimplified. And all mm-hmm. you have to worry about is pitching and hitting. And it's just, it's so satisfying. It's such, I love that game. I love Wii Baseball
0: so good uh pitching in that was really fun too it's just Mm -hmm. a phenomenal game if you still have access to it boot it up i'm sure it's great um well that brings us to the end of the game recommendation segment and fellas that unfortunately brings us to the end of the show so uh before we go i'm gonna of course leave it open and i'll let everybody plug some stuff and i'll plug some stuff and close this out but i just want to say uh thanks again fellas this is really fun to have both of you on uh, Eddie obviously are, this is like a big part of our friendship is this game, but mm-hmm. Alex, like you're one of my good buddies and I didn't even know you loved it. So, <laughs> Love um, it. thank you both very much. This has been so much fun. Uh, and uh, what a way to close out the baseball spotlight series, which I think are four truly phenomenal games. um, First, uh, we'll go with you, Eddie. Uh, thanks again for being here. Do you want to plug anything? What are you plugging, dude?
1: Um, let's plug. Uh, uh, we haven't streamed anything in, in a few years, but we would love to do it again. We are Normcore Gaming on Hell Twitch. Yeah. My wife and my channel. Uh, it's Normcore uh, Gaming. Uh, so maybe maybe we'll get going on it again cool. and uh, and start streaming some more because we had a lot of fun doing that together. And um, I don't know, I guess I would just encourage to help out nonprofits in your area during this time. There's a lot of nonprofits that need people to help and there are safe ways you can do that. So uh, look around.
0: Thank you, dude. Uh, We also will have some, we used to have a pre-roll before each episode of Action Items. Those are now just uh, living in the show notes. So uh, I don't think I have any nonprofit stuff in there, but uh, take Eddie's uh, word and check it out. Uh, And then Bernard, first timer on the show, buddy. I got to say... You freaking knocked it out of the park. Uh, This was good to spend time with you. It's been a while. Um, Is there anything you want to plug or anything you want to share that people should find?
2: Oh, man, not really. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at at AlexDBernard. I've got a lot of tweets there that I think are great and then turn out to not really uh, connect with anybody. Don't you love Um, it? Yeah, you know, I mean... Just like what Eddie said, um, there are a lot of great nonprofits out there, a lot of great places that uh, need your donations right now, whether or not they're associated with uh, Black Lives Matter and supporting that movement and supporting what those people are fighting for or uh, having to do with the election, especially uh, Democrats running for uh, local and federal office in different states. I would say donate to them. Uh, And once you're done donating to them, let me know if you want to hire me for something. Uh, <laughs> but that only comes after. You don't get to hire me unless you donate. Right. Right. Uh, I like it. Maybe. little
0: cher- Dangling a little cherry out there for them.
2: Yeah, that's your carrot. That's your Charis. carrot.
0: Why uh, I said cherry, I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, cher- I like cherry. Dangle a <laughs> no, little cherry.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, I, thanks so much for having me on, Connor. This was uh, a total blast talking about a game I love.
0: Uh, well, uh, no problem, dude. It's so awesome to have you. Awesome to have you both. I'll close this out with some extra plugs. Uh, our cover art for Call Me By Your Game is done by at glenn.j on Instagram. Uh, check them out. They do a lot of really cool stuff and I love our cover art that they made. Uh, it's fantastic. It's better. It's truly the fully realized version of what I originally did. Uh, definitely check out our Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash super radio. We've got an bunch of incredible content. This will be this episode's going to release at the last week of October. We did a bunch of uh scary themed stuff for the super NPCs show. So, if you are an October head and you want to just check it out for that month, you could subscribe for a month and see if it's for you. Um that's at the $5 level. We have a bunch of amazing stuff including a co-op version of this podcast, a monthly episode that drops uh that is a part of the DJ Toad tier. It's the second $10 tier. And coming up, uh, well, we've covered Breath of the Wild. We've covered Super Mega Baseball 3, Final Fantasy X. And then coming up uh, this month will be the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remake. Uh, I think I said it earlier it's going to be just number 2. But we're actually going to do the remake now. Uh, So that should be fun. Uh, This show is produced by the great Jeremy Schmidt. You should listen to his show, Video Games, a comedy show, which is a more roundtable-style podcast. And you can follow me on social media at connor underscore mccabe i'm on twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69 uh, that'll do it for this episode uh we'll see you the next time we make it out to the playground cons.